Well, I'll give this little cookie an hour before we're doing the no pants dance. <laughs> Time to musk up. Wow. Never ceases to amaze me. What cologne are you gonna go with? London gentleman or wait? No, no, no. Hold on. Blackbeard's delight. No. She gets a special cologne. It's called Sex Panther by Odeon. It's illegal in nine countries. Yep, it's made with bits of real panther. So you know it's good. It's quite pungent. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's a formidable scent. <laughs> Stings the nostrils in a good way. Yeah. Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. Well, disaster like eating a burrito before sex hello and welcome to our summer series we are your smart and snarky hosts the weisenheimer tim kaz and the adorable smart ass chris koenig welcome to episode 79 that killer summer vacation tonight we will cover summer camp from 2015 and the summer of 84 from 2001 plus nate takes us on a trip with our discussion of predator 2 from 1990 where we go back to the future from a film made in 1989 that shows and depicts L.A. as a post-apocalyptic gang-ridden uh, uh, police state in 1997 with his Kids Corner segment. So with that out of the way, Mr. Smarty Artie, how the hell are you? Is it moist and steamy by you? How is the summer treating you so far? Oh, it's treating me just fine. You know, still got the tan going on, so that's great. Um, but before I continue, I got to ask him, so... Nate's reviewing Predator 2. Is it just me, or is there a theme going on? Because I could swear to God, I think the last couple of films you guys reviewed were Predator movies. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he wanted to do it, so he's... And, and I no, think, that's fine, yeah. I'm just saying. So, he actually told me, he's like, hey, Dad, can we watch Terminator? I'm like, he's got this, like, 80s kick. I'm like, we can. Uh, I, I, it's on Max. I'm like, I, had to, I had to tell him, I'm like, I have to search, because I don't I think I have the physical copy anymore. I think I had it on vhs and dvd ages ago but i don't know what happened to it but i'm like yeah we can we can watch terminator if you want to um but should we finish the predator franchise because we did prey which is the the hulu prequel to the predator then we did uh the schwarzenegger's one and then we're doing this one which is basically predator 2 is basically just a um a bunch of people from lethal weapon in it (laughs) yeah you know because isn't danny glover in that danny glover gary Busey is in there oh my god it sounds like a like a Uh, lethal weapon reunion (laughs) right and then you tack on bill paxton in there there's oh and there's a the guy who plays a police chief in the lethal weapon movies he's in there as well did they just i uh, maybe, i know it's a stretch but did they just get a script for a lethal weapon movie and they said you know well, shame, you could shame. just just add predator in it and here you go 
Well, it, honestly, Predator 2 came out, I want to say after, just right after Lethal Weapon came out, and it was both done by Shane Black. So, yeah. Well, I it's, also, it's also interesting that I believe Predator 2 is not exactly the most well-liked film in the franchise. Time has not been kind to Predator 2. <laughs> uh, while Predator 1 is still kind of, in my opinion, more timeless than Predator 2 because just whenever you try to whenever you try to set stuff in the future and then you know you try to have stuff it's it's just it's it's just it's very dated it feels very so dated. you better tell Nate to keep his expectations grounded on that one yeah yeah <laughs> Nate, Nate Nate is pretty much a, when it comes to movies he's a pretty much a half full kind of guy he'll find even if it's not that great he'll find something to like about him like Man, it must be nice. <laughs> well, then I want to—I want to hear his explanation for Godfather Three, because <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, he has not seen that yet. <laughs> I know, but I want to hear his defense for it. <laughs> uh, no comment. But, uh, okay, but besides all of that, yeah. um, oh, well, the grass has come back, which is great. We got hit with some rain, so that was helpful. Good. Um, and then I have just been doing what I've been doing, working. I've been trying to go through. I get so many movies these days. I try to go through them as much as I can, but these days, because I'm getting a little older and a little tireder, these it, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to keep up. So, well, you're still working three jobs too, man. <laughs> not well, not three, two, but it feels like three these days. But um, yeah, I because I've got like just recently got the Arrow Video um, box set of these four spaghetti westerns, and then I've got. Um, uh, Shot Factory put out like a box set of Shaw Brothers, a kung fu movie. So yeah, you, you know, told me about uh, that. Yeah. Well, that was Arrow Video. Oh, that's Arrow Video. <laughs> now all of a sudden, other companies are jumping in on that, and then um, companies are trying to you know part you from your money. <laughs> basically, so they're doing a pretty good job of it. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to like you know watch that watch that a little bit, but uh, and then I've been like I've been recently streaming some stuff on Amazon. To, you know, we 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 won't talk about it right now, but we we're talking about a particular movie we were gonna maybe do for a next episode. And when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, I just saw that two months ago. You know, so ah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So, but um, stay no, tuned besides, to later in the episode. <laughs> right, right, right. But besides all that, nothing spectacular on my end. But I am sure, Tim, that you have had a lot going on for yourself. You know, since you're a married man and you've got kids, and you know, <laughs> uh, my life is not my life is not my own. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't mean that in a, in a good way. It's shared. I mean, it's come shared. On. <laughs> yes, eighty uh, twenty. <laughs> um, no, uh, it, it's been it's been yes, it has been a very busy summer uh, for both my kids. Uh, we'll we'll start off first. Uh, well, for purposes of recording, sorry uh, guys. By the way, that we did not get a July episode out to you because well. Uh, there's too much shit going on. <laughs> well, and also to think about it too, I thought about that a little bit and I thought to myself, well, yeah, it would have been great if we gotten the July episode out sooner. But then again, you know, it is summer. I yeah. think I think we owe ourselves, you know, some time to to a, decompress a little, and a little pool time, a little beach time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't forget, folks, we're still kind of we. It sounds hard to believe, but we are still recovering after doing that incredible Empire Pictures retrospective from, you know, what was it, a year and a half ago? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it was, you know, 
we we were able to keep up on that one pretty well. So <laughs> right. So yes, yeah, I think so, we are entitled to a little bit of time off. Yeah, it didn't help that I was. So what had happened is right after our our, our last recording and editing, and uh, we released the episode for for June, and I had a, I had uh, delusions of grandeur about trying to release something. But I'm like, I just I'm like, there's just there's just no way, there's no time. And, well, you were also out of the country too for a little while, right? Uh, out of the state. Oh, out of state. <laughs> Although okay. Florida does feel like uh, out of the country sometimes. Oh, you went to Florida. Awesome, <laughs> yeah, man. So. See okay. the gators? Uh, yeah, actually, I did. Um, <laughs> but the uh, so what had happened is after so for purposes of uh, you know uh, this recording for purposes of that. Sorry to let you guys know, it's just it's August first. We're recording. I'm not August first. Yeah, August first. We're recording this, and a lot has gone on. Um, for ten days, we were in uh, Florida for my daughter's uh, uh, nationals dance competition, in Orlando. And then we we also took that time to visit some family and friends and kind of just kind of hang out and kind of chill for those ten days, uh, minus the three days for dance. And it was it was a very eventful uh, time, also very very hot because it's hot in Orlando in July. It's hot. It's like the surface of the sun, and I mean that it is so fucking muggy out, dude. You're not gonna believe it, like. My uh, our friends have this beautiful condo on the 14th floor. It overlooks uh, the bay, and across the way is uh, NASA, where they where they they shot off, where they you know put people into space, and um, the, the the pads there. And uh, we go outside to go to the pool, and you have to go to the pool around 9:30 in the morning, and then you've got to be out of the pool at this time around maybe 11 30 12 o'clock because it's gonna it's gonna get so toasty hot out you're gonna melt uh the, the uh, sidewalks are so hard uh, hot you have to like wear flip-flops if you could on the, even on the pool area because you don't want to burn your feet kind of thing and it's it was but you as soon as you walk out of the apartment which is wonderfully air-conditioned you walk five feet you're like and you're already starting to sweat just because of the humidity. It's starting to come right through your shirt. I'm like, I had only, really there 10 days. I only had about 10, eight shirts. And I must have washed all of them at least three times. Because <laughs> <laughs> I sweat when it's 60 degrees out. So you can imagine. <laughs> but uh, after that, you know, so my daughter and her team, her da my daughter's team, they took uh, platinum gold, which is one of the highest things for two out of the four dances. And then the other two dances, which were like company dances, which means where the whole, just not her age group, but the whole company gets out there and they do a performance. They went to the semifinals of like the championship and, um, they, they made it, but they didn't, I don't, I don't think they took top prize, but I believe they took like second or third. So they did really, really well for themselves. Um, I was really proud of all the girls and all the hard work they put in. And this is Gabby's kind of like, a swan song when it comes to dance because now she's just to be focused on gymnastics because at this stage of the game either you're all in for like one sport because it's going to take up most of your time like dance would take up most of your time if you continue on or gymnastics which is already taking up like three to four days of her week four hours a day uh so it's it's a lot to, to ask especially a, a you know a nine-year-old eight-year-old to do yeah um so anyway she's done with that she had a great time uh we had a really good time i got you know a nice suntan and got burnt a little <laughs> um you know hung out with some friends we had uh, lots of uh, libations uh and then uh we came back home and i want to say we had like four or five days to prep for and then nate's had his he missed a couple of games from his baseball team uh and we had to prepare for the tournaments for the big tournament 
And I uh, was really proud of uh, the coaches and Nate's team, the Stingrays, because they took first place. They, they won the entire tournament and were undefeated um, in the tournament. So they went 14-1 and one in regular season play and then 4-0 four, four uh, during the tournament. So they, they, they played their asses off. They did really, really well. And uh, and actually, the first game it went to it went to a sudden death or extra innings, whatever it is. And I don't know if you know too much about baseball, especially this real gone about overtime or extra innings. Do you know do you know anything about that? No, all I know is they go out in the field and they play. Okay, so so <laughs> so anyway, to to speed, to speed up the game of baseball, they made this uh, extra innings uh, uh, new rule. So what happens when it, when you go when you get past nine innings? Okay, it's like overtime. So what happens is. I forget. I think it's the home team gets the bat first. Now, uh, then, but what they do is they put a runner at second and they give you one out. So basically, it's the defense's job to stop the runner to get the other two outs. Then, uh, then if they don't score, then you score. The game's over, basically. So what had happened is uh, we got the other team out. Nate's at the bottom of the order. Uh, We've got a runner on second. He advances a third on a steal. Uh, we had a, a, a kid strike out. Nate comes up. He hits this like weird ass like hopper right to the pitcher, but the pitcher's off the mound, and he he turns around and he kind of throws off his back foot, and it, the pitch goes wild. <clears throat> and the the first baseman has to like go through, kind of jump off the base, and then run after the catcher's ball. By the time he catches the ball, Nate has already crossed home plate. Now this should have been an easy out for 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 Nate or for the other team, but just because of an error phrase that Nate hit the ball and uh, Hunter, who was on second base, he he took home. He went from third to home and they won the game. And so they gave uh, Nate the game ball. So uh, that, that was just a, a very, it was a, it was a, it was exciting time, but I'm glad that baseball is now done, but we're going to be going, he's going to be, going to be trying out for, in, uh, for travel baseball next for next year, but that comes up like next month. So we'd be practicing baseball and then football tackle football starts next monday first practice so it's like so we we just kind of roll from one thing to the next <laughs> so as you can see i'm extremely tired and uh i i've, I've caught i've caught i don't know if you can hear this delicious but i've caught a, a little bit of a cold so it's been just a uh it's been a f- fun um but exhausting time other than that just trying to relax a little bit and soak up some more summer before school starts up yet again now let's head over to our kids car segment well, we'll, and then after that, we'll roll the trailer for summer camp from 2015. We'll be right back after this with Chris's fine synopsis. Hang tight and see you guys soon. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Nate, and welcome to Kids Corner with my dad, Tim. Hey, that's me. Uh, Kids Corner will cover family-friendly films and TV shows. And maybe not-so-family-friendly movies. <laughs> so, listen in. Los Angeles, 1997. It's the hottest summer on record. Pollution is choking the city. The gangs control the streets. It has not been a nice day! As bad as things are, they're about to get worse. Much worse. Whoever killed him is gonna pay. I'm gonna finish it. It has almost no weight. But it cuts like steel. Incredible. Whoever did this 
took out four men armed with machine guns by hand. You don't know what you're dealing with. Other world life forms drawn by heat and conflict. He's on safari. Lions. Tigers. The bears. Oh my. Danny Glover. Gary Busey. Ruben Blades. Maria Conchita Alonso. Bill Paxton. Predator 2. He's in town with a few days to kill this Thanksgiving. Welcome back to Kids Corner. I'm Nate, and I'm joined by my father, Tim. The new hit ABC, uh, yeah, the new hit ABC TV show, <laughs> My Father Tim. All right. Okay. So how you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Good. We live in the same house, so we should <laughs> always know. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. How are you enjoying your summer so far? Great. Can you tell the listeners a little bit what you did over the summer? Because school is almost uh, here, uh, the oh, new school year, God. and uh, you're going into... Uh, That's pish posh. I'm never going back to school. Uh, well, you are. Um, but you're going into sixth grade, so that's got to be something cool and exciting. Yeah, totally. Yeah, okay, you tween. All right, so, Nate, uh, so what did you do this summer, just briefly? I went to Florida. Yeah. I, um, here we go. I won my baseball tournament. Yeah, yeah. You came. You guys came in what first place? First place. Yeah. Yes. Uh, d dominated during the regular season. Dominated in the uh, tournament. One loss in total. Yeah. Wow, that is very impressive. That doesn't happen very often. Fifteen and one. Uh, fourteen and one. Fourteen and one in regular season play, and four and zero oh in the. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one of the games got canceled. Yeah. Yes. But, so, all right, Nathaniel, what movie will we be reviewing today? Predator 2. Ooh, from 1987, I believe. Oh, no, when was it, Nate? Wait, Predator 2 was from... 1990. Yeah, 1990. All right, so, Nate, so why don't you take away uh, some of the information from the fine people over Wikipedia that uh, helped us out with this uh, episode segment? Okay, sorry if I butcher some of the names. Don't. You're fired. <laughs> what you know you can't fire me. I don't make any money. <laughs> what am I? A freelancer for the Daily Bugle? Okay, Peter Parker. Okay, come on. What do you got for Porkchop? Come on. Predator 2 is a 1990 American science fiction action film written by brothers Jim and John Thomas. Directed by Stephen Hopkins and starring Danny Glover, Gary Busey, Ruben Blades, Maria Con Conchita Alonso. Wonderful. <laughs> Continue. Bill Paxton and Kevin Peter Hall. It is the second installment of the Predator franchise and and sequel to the 1987's Predator, with Kevin Peter Hall reprising the title role of Predator. Do you know um Kevin Peter Hall also voiced Optimus Prime? Yes, and also in Harriet Henderson's. He played huh? Bigfoot. It's a, it's, a, it's a comedy movie. And that was a, a, a syndicated television show. Uh, okay. Okay. 
Set 10 years after the events of the first film, in Los Angeles, the film focuses on the disgruntled police officer and, police officer and his allies battling a Molotov and technology advanced extraterrestrial Malivient. Malivient. Mal battling a Malivient and technology advanced ex extraterrestrial extraterrestrial predator. Wow. Well, if you haven't tuned out already, <laughs> feel free to see yourself out. <laughs> wow. Hey. <laughs> All right. And I'll be reading the plot synopsis from Internet Movie Database, written by Nick Regis. During a scorching summer and a deadly turf war between the Colombian and Jamaican street gangs, someone is killing both drug lords and innocents in 1997 Los Angeles. However, there have been no sighting of the Predator, the mighty hunter from outer space for more than a decade. Then, unexpectedly, Lieutenant Mike Harrigan catches a glimpse of the extraterrestrial killer's active camouflage. As Harrigan disobeys a direct order to clean up the city's mean street, the grizzled police officer embarks on a peril-laden hunt, hot on the trail of the alien bone collector. Once more, humans are in season. Can Harrigan challenge the ultimate interstellar hunter to the fight to the death? Let's talk about it. All right, Nate. How did you feel on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being scary and 1 being not scary at all? How, how would you rate this? Like a 3. Okay. Now. A 3. It's, it wasn't that scary, but also there were some jump scares. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Um, did you enjoy the movie overall? Yeah, I did. Would you recommend this to any of your football buddies or baseball buddies? Yes. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So, what were your top three favorite moments of the film? My number one what would probably be when the team of evil scientists, whatever you want to call them, the were with Gary Busey and the oh, leader. Yeah, yeah, the, okay. The, mm -hmm. the police, the, the the government agency, yes. Um or walking into the building wearing um heat ex um heat um those those those, those suits. Those yeah. suits the, where the, their heat signatures can't track because Predator Tracks or hunts off heat signatures. Yeah, okay, so you like that one, okay. All right, um, and what was your other top two favorite moments? Um, my second favorite moment pro was probably the, um, what's it called? The street fight in the beginning of the movie. Okay, so the, the big uh, the big action scene where they're shooting up cars and shooting at each other, cops and drug lords and all that stuff. Okay, all right. And what your, what's your final favorite moment of... Uh, the film the train scene okay yeah i can see the train scene that's that was pretty cool and what did you like about the train scene um how um it was like so dimly lit and everyone was just dying <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah so um yes now this is radar um it's not meant for uh little ones unless you feel so inclined to want to have them watch this but it's radar for a reason um lots of uh violence um and yeah and it in my opinion this film hasn't aged very well uh from a from a certain standpoint um i, I prefer the original predator uh with well, one would prefer the original because well, it's yeah, the original well i'm but i'm just saying uh the original Predator doesn't even now, in my opinion, doesn't feel dated, and this film feels dated. Um, I I give it a thumbs in the middle. Do you give it a thumbs up or thumbs down? I'd give it a thumbs up. Okay. It's, I mean, I I can see the areas where it hasn't aged well, but at the same time, there are some 
there's some areas of the source scenes of the film where they ha where it has aged well. Right. You know, and I, I okay, fair fair point, fair point. What I also enjoyed about this is this was almost like a mini sequel to a lethal Wep the Lethal Weapon movies, which Shane Black also wrote the original script for Predator. I believe he either co-wrote this one or he was just an executive producer. But anyway, my point being is that Danny Glover, Lethal Weapon, Gary Busey, Lethal Weapon, the uh, gentleman who was one of the police officers, played the captain in all four Lethal Weapon films. Wait, there's four? I thought there was only one of them. Yeah, there's four of these open films, Nate. I thought there was only I, one of them. Okay, well, we'll have, we'll have to watch the rest of them. Um, they're all very good. That is true, yeah. They're all very good. The fourth one's a little bit bloated, but it's still uh, fun. Um, so, anyway, so this just felt like a quasi-sequel to me. Like, it was fun to see all these characters not playing the same characters they played in... Uh, lethal weapon, but it, it was it's just kind of cool. Anyway, um, you give it a thumbs up. I give it a thumbs in the middle. Nate, why don't you tell our dear listeners what were they can expect from our next the next Kids Corner segment from Kids Predators Corner. from 2010. Oh, keeping in theme with the franchise. So we've did Prey this year. We've done Predator. We did we just did Predator two, and we're now doing Predators from 2010. Oh, right. Kind of and a fun fact about Predators uh, Predators from 2010. I actually saw that. Uh, in Romania, movie theater with with mom and uh, Buni Bonello and uh, her and her cousins, just like we did with um not with well Spider Man, Spider Man, but it wasn't with her cousins. Anyway, oh, oh well. all right, they don't need to know about that. Anyway, all right. So for Nate, Kazda, I'm uh, Tim, and this has been Kids Corner with Nate and Tim. All right, so why don't you say good night to everyone? Good night, good morning, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. All right, take care. Bye. That it's cheaper for the parents to send their kids here than to London. It's not what I was expecting. Where are the cabins, canoes? I thought Spain was supposed to be warm. This little lady's as calm as can be. Weren't you, girl? Will, seriously, just get out of there, man. Trust me, there's no. You okay? You look pale. Come on, this isn't funny anymore. Calm down and tell me what's going on. Turn the lights!
Okay, Chris, we're back. Take it away, my good man. Okay, we're talking Summer Camp from 2015. It was directed by Alberto Marini and written by Alberto Marini and Danielle Schliff. Um, when you think of American summer camps, usually the image that comes to mind is, you know, a vibrant summer in which the kids get to play baseball, go for a swim, do fun outdoor activities, all under the watchful eyes of camp counselors. But what if there were summer camps established elsewhere, like, say, oh, I don't know. How about Spain? Oh, yeah, that sounds pretty cool at first. Yeah. And in the case of the movie Summer Camp, it's a cool idea. Until you realize it takes place in the spring season, I guess. Springish. Springish, yeah. And the camp locale is a slightly rundown villa out in the middle of the countryside with no TV and very limited phone service. Yeah, not exactly fun. And neither is the unusual phenomenon that happens to our main characters. At any rate, <clears throat> Antonio, played by Andres Villancoso, and Will, played by Diego Bonita, are two dudes that are in charge of setting up the camp for the upcoming ankle biters and had hired Christy, played by Jocelyn Donahue, and Michelle, played by Mariara Walsh, to assist them. While the four are fixing the place up, the pump that provides fresh water from the well is also under repair, and there seems to be some strange white fungal powder that's hovering about in the air. After the pump is fixed and the villa is cleaned, our four camp counselors are about to have a private party to alter their lonesome. But while Antonio and Will are milling about in the cellar looking for some wine, Antonio suddenly turns nutso and begins to scream in pain constantly, vomits black bile, and proceeds to attack Will. After Will kills Antonio in self-defense, Christy wanders down into the cellar and witnesses the bloody aftermath and freaks out. Christy convinces Michelle that Will has gone crazy and murdered Antonio in cold blood. Suddenly, each one of the camp counselors begins to undergo a similar transformation that happened to Antonio. And it might have something to do with the well water and that weird white fungus. <laughs> so that's, that's uh, again, that's, uh, that's summer camp uh, <laughs> in a nutshell. You know, I, I never seen this movie. I never, I never even heard of it. In fact... Uh, since this was made in 2015, this movie didn't feel that old to me. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it felt like it could have been a recent movie, with one exception, and I believe it's one of the phones that they use. Right. <laughs> it doesn't quite look up to date iPad. But anyway, right. Well, it's funny. It's funny, you said, it's funny. It's funny you said that because this movie was actually when it was released was actually released two years after it was ma originally made. So. There okay. were there was a little time uh, I think there was some time lag between filming and uh, re release and distribution. <laughs> yeah, okay, but I mean, but I've never seen it. First time seeing yeah. it for myself. I, you know, I mean, it was all right. I yeah. didn't, I it, didn't, um, I didn't hate it, but yeah. I will say its idea, which we'll get deep into here, gets kind of repetitive. And I was like, ah, uh, it's kind, it's kind of clever, but it's, yeah. it, it's, it's. it's the other thing about it that I discussed with you before uh, we turned the mics on is um, I couldn't quite figure out if this movie was trying to be like a like a like a horror comedy of sorts or if it was supposed to be like a serious film with like um, humor coming out of the situations because there's moments where the characters follow, you know, standard movie logic and then suddenly they do. They they do like weird 180 degree turns in terms of their decision making, uh -huh. and I can't. And I was trying to figure out if they were trying to be like you know humorous about it or or 
you know, I guess being a little more subversive in the concept that they're trying to exploit, but I, I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't quite yeah. get that either. I didn't, honestly, I didn't quite get that either. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm, dear listeners, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice here. Yeah. I didn't quite get that either, Chris, <laughs> but. I mean, like th- this is the first time you've seen it too, right? Tim? Uh, this is, I want to say my second time. And I, and the reason why I picked this movie, because obviously it has summer in the title and I like the fact that it was a summer camp movie and the trailer wasn't too bad. I'm like, again, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of, to me, it was a meh. It was like, it was okay. It was like nothing to write home about, but it was also the worst thing I've ever seen either. So um, I, I'm in that, in that camp, <laughs> so to speak. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just fine. Um, Again, the second time seeing it, and I thought uh, I did like the fact that they the that the the whatever they was in we'll get and we'll get to that whatever they got infected with leaves the body over a short term over a short time. Yeah, it's like it's like interesting it's, too. It was like yeah. hot. It was like blinding rage and a blackout because they don't remember what the hell that happened. And then it's like they're fine again. I'm like, usually if you turn to a zombie or whatever it is, and if they if they didn't do anything too wild and crazy, they like you know you know break their necks or something like that, they'd still be alive after right. the shit wore off. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's I don't know if I answered your question. Sorry. No, 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 no. But you did say you saw this movie twice. Did yeah. you watch it? When did you watch it the first time? Uh, on, on my Voodoo account, and I saw. Oh, okay. It, uh, and I'm like, ah, I think it was like, I think it was a flash. I was like, I was bored. It was raining. I was like, two bucks. I'm like, all right, to own it for two bucks. Okay. If it sucks, I just won't watch it again. Uh, but and there it was. And that's how Summer Camp came to be in my collection. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually a. A decent, it's a valiant attempt by the people behind it to yeah. do something a little different because I, like I said, I didn't even like read the synopsis for it. I thought when I first saw, well, okay, it's a horror movie, it's called Summer Camp, so you think it's going to be some kind of like, you know, standards and practices of the slasher genre, let's say, right, in the vein of Friday the 13th or The Burning, The Burning, yeah, or whatever, or any, or any other like, take your 80s, pick. Yeah. 80s, or early 90s. Uh, slasher movie taking place at a camp or at a, at a high school or a college or whatever, you know, take your pick, like you said. Yeah. And then watching it, I was like, oh, wow, okay, this is a little different. It was all right for that. But like I said, there's moments where it kind of like just sort of like, like the idea kind of, the idea sort of like kind of fizzles out at some point in the movie. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, it's an interesting idea, but I don't know if it could really sustain 80 minutes. It's right. okay. It's, I, it's, I, I felt like this movie could have probably, um, use about probably like five or ten minutes less of it, less running. Because yeah. I mean, there's only so much running around, being crazy, and attacking each other that I can. The, the, before, like you said, before it gets repetitive, I'm like, okay, we've seen this already. Okay, right, let's try to move the story forward. Why are we going around the same thing? It's, it seems like let's. Uh, they try to get to. The, they they try to leave the castle slash campsite a couple of times and, yeah. they, do, and they do briefly ex- explain it. And, and I believe you explained it in your synopsis. These counselors are there to, uh, to, to teach these uh, uh, children English. Um, yes, that's right. So, yeah. And, I, and, um, and they, 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 and it was just a couple of days before the kids are supposed to get to, uh, get to this camp slash school, whatever it is. And uh, the pool wasn't even up and running yet. <laughs> I'm like, they, they, <laughs> that that was like empty and 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 looking pretty pretty gnarly. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. 
<laughs> well, okay, so let's okay. So the setup for this movie is there's this. It begins with an opening sequence that uh, that takes place like you know, basically after the movie ends, but it's going to flash back to the proceedings that happened before it, where we see two characters running out in the woods and we hear screaming and you know, and then all of a sudden we cut to the credits and and then there's this news announcement over the credits talking about how there were, I think was it these uh, camp counselors that have gone mysteriously have gone missing. Yes. (laughs) Which is interesting that they have that in there because it kind of gives away the whole concept of the movie, (laughs) in my opinion, not necessarily what causes it, but like, Oh yes, these characters, these characters are going to disappear. Like, well, okay. Yeah. Thanks for telling us. (laughs) It kind of of reminds me of the very beginning of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We have uh, John Larroquette saying, you know, giving the, uh, these are the actual accounts of what had happened and blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. But, but John Larroquette's, narration doesn't say things like and Leatherface came out and uh, oh you know, yeah well, you know, like, the, it didn't the... give it, it, or, or it didn't say things like um, you know it didn't give away the whole story right. just I, I meant in the same like, vein the same vein sorry yeah, yeah. Not, not... this one this one kind of likes this the mysterious disappearance of these four camp counselors it's like oh okay of course they're gonna <laughs> since there's four of them I'm gonna assume that they are the only characters that were <laughs> in here and sure enough by by Christ, that's what we see. So then we're introduced to, yes, the four camp counselor characters that will eventually go missing <laughs> <laughs> later in the movie. Um, the two men, Antonio and Will, mm-hmm. uh, they're the ones that are basically in charge of the whole setup. They, and then they hired these two girls, Christy and uh, Michelle, I guess from the States, that are yeah. going to help them. Right. Help them out. And, and as it turns out, the reason... <laughs> Why they're hiring these these girls is because not because of their experience per se, but because as we, in the case of the Will character hiring them because of their looks. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't even say that the other characters say to him was like, okay, now we're not gonna have a repeat of last year, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then as we find out in this opening sequence, um, there's a the two girls, Christy and Michelle. Michelle, I believe, is the. Um, I guess you can say the uh, uh, the posh one. I guess you can say like from a much more upper crust family. You know, she's all worried about how her clothes are going to look when she's wandering around in the woods doing that blindfold thing. Yeah, if you remember? Yes, I remember. Yeah, and then of course <laughs> Christy is sort of like the one that's like really willing to go involved, get involved with this stuff because you know that's what she's there to do. And yeah. so they're doing this thing about how to teach the element of trust in which they have the two, the two girls wearing blindfolds. And then the, the two guys is basically following behind them, telling them which way to run. Yeah. You know, they say run, right, run left, run, you know, this way, that way. And, and, um, uh, basically Michelle is not enthused doing this no. whole thing. She's very like, like she's complaining that her, her, her nice boots are getting all muddy and what. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and Christy is just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then, I mean, and 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 truthfully, that's all we 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 find out about these characters are not too, they're not too deep. Let's put it right. that way. Well, well, that and it was it Christy or the other one that had to keep calling home because she are calling, making a trying to make a personal phone call because she had something that she pressing that she needed to talk to somebody. Oh about. yeah, yeah, yeah. Christy wanted to get on, on on her phone and talk to somebody and or talk to someone important, and we kind of 
get an idea of what that what that's all about later on in the movie, but we never find out exactly what yeah. uh, Chrissy did or what the other person did to make her, you know, separate from this person, which we'll get to later. But at any rate, so while all this is going on, um, as we find out from uh, Antonio and Will, the uh, the the well the the pump that operates the well water is being repaired. Right. Because for some reason it's broken down, and in the meantime you have to clean up this big this big villa vacation house, set it up for summer camp. Right. Seems like a, <laughs> seems like a, a large task to do with just two to four people. Yeah, I, I well I guess they're going to be using certain rooms. Yeah. Well, not only that, but like you said, their pool isn't even filled with water. It's yeah, just it's, it, 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 it looks it looks comically like out of like something out of a, out of a ghost movie. Yeah. Right. Right. And as I said earlier on. What season is this movie taking place in? It feels like it's taking place in like late spring. Yeah, there. I think I've, I've even seen some leaves in some of the scenes. Yeah, so like summer camp in like spring. <laughs> well, they could have been dead leaves. They could have been there from last year. Who the hell knows? But, yeah, yeah, but some of them are wearing coats, not like heavy coats, <laughs> coats or jackets. Oh like... uh, well. Have you ever have you never been around women? They get cold all the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, but summer camp movies are like sunny and sh- sunshine I while get, people are being killed in them. You know what I mean? <laughs> I understand. You, you know what? Here's here's the thing. Let me tell you something. And, and it's not just my wife. It's a lot of women because like it'll be like a hundred degrees out all day, right? You're just fucking, yeah. You're roasting. I mean, you could just crack an egg on the sidewalk. It drops three degrees. I finally stopped sweating. I'm like, oh, a nice breeze. Oh, I'm kind of chilly. I'm like, I'm going to go grab a sweatshirt. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm literally like just, you know, going to be a big pool pool of uh, sweat. And you're talking about go get your jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. But, <laughs> yeah, just... I, I believe like even the male characters in this are wearing. I mean, I, mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But it, yeah. it's, it, no. it just feels like summer camp. But. Yeah. Late spring, not quite. I, I don't know. I didn't make the movie. Right. I'm just it's just an observation. I'm like, I find it interesting it's supposed to be summertime, but right, right. Where and I'm not talking about like heavy coats, I'm talking about right. just like jackets, you right. know, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, so it, it was kind of was it kind of in a mountain or like a, like a hilly region? Yeah, so, so maybe that's the reason why it is, you know. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, a little, it's also a little more chilly up there too. Uh I don't know. But yeah, it's it's definitely when you when you when you say summer camp, you don't picture a castle in the middle of nowhere and that's that's what they said that this is more of a uh a summer camp slash, you know, English as a second language kind of like uh, yeah. a retreat. And I don't think it was supposed to be there. I don't think it was supposed to be there like for like weeks on end. It was only supposed to be like for a few days. Well, I'll tell you what, I want someone to make a summer camp movie, but it takes place in like the uh, Swiss Alps. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And have someone go, what the fuck? <laughs> this is not summer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look at the calendar. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, why is it all snowy and cold? <laughs> Shut up and get on that ski right now. <laughs> Put your bikini on. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to have a scene where the killer takes a pickaxe and grabs it in your head. <laughs> but uh, so now there's a moment in the movie where um, they have like all, they have a bunch of animals like rabbits and. Um, you know, and some dogs. So obviously, the serve is like a petting zoo of some right. sort. But there's a moment where one of the dogs um, they think has rabies, right? And it's it's it was attacking another dog. And Will, of course, 
seems to have some idea about you know how animals act and well, says he, he's, yeah he started to be a vet he was a, he was being a, um he was being a doctor for animals yeah yeah, vet. How, yeah yeah how convenient for the story too <laughs> <laughs> so he he tries to calm the dog down and the dog is looking okay at first. And then suddenly the dog attacks him and like bites his hand. Mm -hmm. And he makes the argument that, well, it can't be rabies because if it was, it'd be foaming at the mouth or whatever, or, or, you know, but at any rate, yeah, he gets attacked by the dog and then he has to bandage his hand up. And he does, he does take the, they do have a, a medical kits there. So he does take the, the shot or the was it the the, the tetanus shot the yeah tetanus shots yeah for rabies and stuff like that so he so they're responsible that way yeah right right <laughs> and of course it's late at night and uh, the 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 cook and the um, groundskeeper are going home for the night and the kids are uh, the, the our teen characters are going to have like a a late night party all on their all on their own and um, Will and Antonio venture their way down into the cellar. To, to grab some wine, which you know that's that that'd be a great thing to have the party with. Yeah. And now there's a moment in the movie where Will's hand still is like bleeding, and you begin to think that maybe something's going to happen to him. The way how he's just acting and reacting right. to this to the surroundings and whatnot. But there's a moment too where Antonio is looking for this for like on the wine rack for some for a particular brand of wine, and we see that white powdery fungal substance that's been blowing around in a couple of shots and he Antonio accidentally breathes it in and sneezes and then suddenly for a moment or two he 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 goes wild and and, and starts vomiting blood and his eyes look all super white and pale and he just goes nutty and starts attacking Will and then Will has to defend himself right <laughs> and then he accidentally kills him and then um Christy wanders down into the uh, into the uh, into the cellar to the cellar, yeah, and try and, and sees the aftermath without knowing what happened, or you know, and concludes that oh well, he's he, you know, Will's the Will killed Antonio, and you know, he's yeah, a, he's yeah, a, he's a murderer and blah, blah, blah. right, 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 and 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 of course, you know, Will is like trying to proclaim his innocence, and it's, of course, it's not they're not buying it. And now this is the part of the movie where, like I said. I'm trying to figure out at the time when I was watching it, if this was supposed to be like a, you know, a serious movie with comical undertones, because the things that the girls in this movie do are like, they're running around trying to escape. They're like, no, we're going to go this way. No, let's go this way. And it's like, are they trying to be funny about this? Or is this like, or they just, or they just don't know where the hell they're going in this yeah, big castle. <laughs> like, like what, so that they eventually get into a, into this, like a Land Rover that they have. Yeah. And they start driving, and one of them turns on the air conditioning, and then suddenly that white powder comes through the air conditioning. <laughs> and um, it, I'm trying to think who it was. It was, um, uh, I think it was Christy? Uh, Christy, yeah. yeah. Christy, you know, breathes the stuff in, and then all of a sudden she goes nutty and, like, you know, tries to attack Michelle in the car and everything. Now, this is the thing. It's not... <laughs> it's not it's not a mystery at this point what's going on. It's this white fungus that's causing them to cocaine. To, to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, cocaine way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's, that's exactly what it is. This white, this white powdery cocaine sub substance is causing them to go to go all roid rage on everybody. This is the biggest dare advertisement ever. <laughs> Don't do drugs. Well, when we get to that though, I mean, as we find. 
we don't know exactly why this stuff is doing it. We just know that there is a connection, 100%. Yeah. So, um, um, it affects all living things. It affects animals. It affects humans. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Christy becomes, you know, um, uh, affected by this stuff, and then Michelle like runs back into the, to the villa, and then Will is there, and 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 they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Like Will finally convinces her that uh, no, I'm not the killer. She's acting the same way that Antonio did down in the cellar and everything. Right. So now. They got to figure out a way how to defend themselves from their crazy girlfriend trying to kill them. I mean, mean, this thing like that—that's causing them to go mad is like giving them mad strength and everything. And yeah, and um, so, and then there's a moment in the film where some weird stranger shows up, some old guy. I guess we forgot to mention there's like a moment where they encounter a trailer with a bunch of these like derelicts that are like i guess taking drugs and whatnot hillbillies yeah yeah uh, spaniard hillbillies i guess is what you could call them and uh there's a a moment where like the the old guy was standing in front of the their land rover and like urinated in front of it (laughs) and they were telling him get out of the way come on right but nevertheless there's the, the old man shows up in the house looking for something and then he ends up getting attacked by uh, Christy and Christy kills the guy, the poor guy. So they got to figure out what they're going to do <laughs> to subdue Chris, Christy. And there's a moment where they got to find a weapon. But this is the weird thing about it. Will doesn't want to kill anybody in this thing. Right. I mean, he's 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 so like he kind of has a, he kind of has the right motivation behind this, where he doesn't want to necessarily have anybody die, but. <laughs> They got to find a way to subdue Christy before she tries to kill them. Right. And so it's like this weird back and forth trying to like stop her and figure out what they're going to do. And eventually they do stop her. They, I believe, don't didn't they lock her in a, um, in a room at one point? I think they, yeah, they locked her in a room slash like closet or, yeah, den, closet. or den or something. It was something small. Yeah. Yeah. It was a closet. So yeah. they lock her up in there. <laughs> Sorry guys. <clears throat> Man. Oh. And then I'm trying to think, um, what was it? They they lock her in there. Right. And then but doesn't she get out? I'm trying to remember. I mean, because doesn't she get out again or something like yeah, that? Yeah, some, somehow she manages to – gosh, how does she get out? Doesn't, doesn't... – no, she, no, she, no, she's in there. I'm trying to remember because then uh, uh, doesn't um... – Oh, no, you're right. No, then Michelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah then yeah, Michelle so. turns and, and he and then and on Will, right? And Will and Will is running away and he's trying to get back into the closet. And that's when, um, is it Michelle that's in the locked closet? No, yeah, it was Chrissy. She, so Chrissy, so basically what happens is when you, you inhale this white fungal stuff that turns you into a crazy, you know, um, you know, uh, black, black bile spewing lunatic. You're like that for a few minutes, and then all of a sudden it wears off, and you're back to normal, and you have no idea what happened to you. Yeah. So, so it eventually wears off on Christy, and she thinks that Will locked her in the closet because right. he's going to try to kill her. So, she, I believe, she grabs like an electric drill and tries to drill a hole in the door, and eventually, like what, like <laughs> drill it into 
Will's foot. Yeah. And this is once again where I'm like, are they trying to go for humor in this completely? Right. Because you see it like drilling around in his foot, and then eventually you see the 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 drill like moving around because she like lets go of it. It's like spinning but, around on his foot. Right. And I'm like, but, what's going on here? No, no, Christy, Christy's the one that locked in the closet, correct? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so she's got the and, and so when she was mad going crazy, she, now she's come down off the off the stuff or whatever it is. And then but the other girl somehow does she I forget what happens to her. How does she get infected temporarily? Because um, she starts chasing him and that's why he tries to open a door. He tries to kick down a door and try to rescue her to get out. Yeah, I think maybe she had a, I think maybe she drank water. Yes. I yeah. think I think so. Yeah. So she yeah. So she had some had a glass of water or something like that, and then she flipped out, started chasing him. He tried to go back to uh, to the woman, or the girl that, or the woman that was locked in the closet, and say, and then they say, you know, I'm not the killer because she thinks that he's trying to get him to kill her. Yeah, and, and he's trying to tell her, no, I'm not. We got to get away from so and so because she's crazy right now. So it's a lot of yeah. It's <sighs> like this weird comedy. It's it's a ping pong ball effect. It's like yeah, it's back yeah, and yeah. forth, like. One person's it's infected like, at one time, then then, then is okay. Then the other like person's a, infected. It's like, it's like a strange backwards Jekyll and Hyde story, except you know, I mean, it's being done in like that, I, maybe like twenty eight days later or something like right. that. You know, uh, in that slight vein, and so eventually, Will and uh, Christy, who's now normal, and Michelle, who's like. A raving lunatic. She's tweaking. Uh, she's tweaking right now. <laughs> yeah, she's tweaking right now. She's she's flipping out, and they end up in the uh, the 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 small petting zoo area, and now they're trying to figure out what the hell is going on, and Will decides to, um, he sees one of the rabbits, and he decides to feed one of the rabbits like that. Uh, some some lettuce with that white substance stuff on it because he notices that a lot of it's everywhere and he's like that's very odd and maybe and he surmises maybe that has something to do with it so they so they feed it to the rabbit and the rabbit of course goes goes looney tunes goes looney tunes and then but before that will takes a hose and pours water on his uh bloody foot that got you know Cut open with the uh, the drill bit in that one sequence with uh, with with Christy when she was trying to escape. Anyways, so he figures out that yeah, it's it's because of this stuff, and then he realizes, well, how is it getting in there? And he figures out it's got to be somehow getting in with the water, and then he realizes, oh shit, I put water on my foot. So, oh oh, oh so, no! So, oh no! So god damn it! <laughs> so. So Will locks her in one of the animal cages where they keep the dogs, like a really big animal cage, mm-hmm. like 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 the fence kind, and tells her to stay in there because he's going to start going crazy. And sure enough, he does. And then, um, Michelle breaks in, and then she, you know, they're not fighting, but then they they both try to get attack uh, Christy, who's behind the fence, and break inside, and and then eventually, um. Christy, you know, oh, I'm trying to think. No, I'm sorry, Michelle. 
Michelle slowly goes, turns back to normal. And then she she escapes, and then Christy escapes. It's like they're all just ping, like you said. It's like they're all ping pong bong. Yeah, it's it's, back it's, and it's, it's, it's really like, it, it's at some point it just becomes it's really hard to follow. Well, uh, the, it becomes very monotonous, <laughs> is what the is. Yeah, because term one get one gets affected, then oh okay, I don't know what happened. I'm not infected, but you're infected. Oh my god, it's like <laughs> it's so bananas. So and then uh, so eventually. Um, Chrissy and Michelle both both escape, and um, uh, Chrissy ends up by the well, and notices the fungal stuff is growing on the pipes of the well. Now, of course, they don't exactly know the whole scenario behind that yet, as they'll find out later in the movie. But at this point, this is where. We mentioned earlier, Chrissy was like trying to get a hold of somebody on the phone. So she gets a hold of her mother on the phone. And this is kind of like a weird side plot. It really doesn't quite go anywhere. But I guess she did something. She left home or she left mother. I mean, do you remember like what it was she was trying to apologize for? I think some some sort of misunderstanding or some sort of like mother daughter like fight thing. It's it's never really. we don't really get a lot of backstory on it, on the fact that there there's some sort of issue going on. Uh, yeah, and then because then the, doesn't the phone kind of go dead? Uh, oh yeah, the phone goes dead, <laughs> of course. And, then, and oh, and and again, part of the weird humor that's popping up in this movie, she, uh, Christy throws her phone. No, it goes dead at first, and then it rings again, and she throws her phone away from her so that way um, Will doesn't find her. Right. And the phone lands over where. Uh, Michelle is hiding and then she's like oh my god no t- turn the phone on. and then <laughs> Will finds her and tries to kill her <laughs> over there <laughs> Yeah, and, and then eventually um, it wears off on Will and so now they're trying to figure out what else they're going to do but then as it turns out they're not exactly alone <laughs> they're hearing like weird noises in the woods and they think maybe there's some other person that's infected with this thing or whatever it is that's causing it. Oh, and wow. sh- and sure enough, they end up at the uh, the the trailer where the uh, Spaniard hillbillies are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spaniard hillbillies, I love yeah, it. <laughs> that, that were that we're living at. And they go inside the trailer, and they're suddenly discovering things in there like chemical bottles, and it's like a meth lab. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like a rolling meth lab. It looks like something out of like Breaking, uh, Bra- Bad. Breaking Bad, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then they find some some young teen their age hiding in a cabinet that comes out, Yeah, and they ask him what's going on, and he finally spills the beans. Apparently, his parents or whoever we don't even know who these other people are yeah were experimenting something with chemicals and trying to create something and it got out of hand and they put it next to the water source because yeah they wanted wanted to grow mushrooms or something like that it's so unclear so what are 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 the spaniard are the spaniard hillbillies like 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 amateur scientists and they created this fungus thing to get high off of. I, it, it was so weird. I was like, yeah. "What are they trying to do?" <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a very it's a very unique twist, but nothing that's like really kind of flushed out. <laughs> yeah, it's really not fully formed because, like I said, it's.
It's like, what are they trying to do with this stuff? Are they trying to like create a new high? Which I guess you can say they succeeded to the extent where it turns you into a raving lunatic. But <laughs> right, right, oh yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so, Tim, what happens? If we, I what happens next? I think we approach Night of the Living Dead mode in a uh, meth lab. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. Breaking Bad meets Light Night of Living Dead. Yes. <laughs> um, no. So they're in the thing, and the, the 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 young boy or the teenager is really no use. He's out of his mind on something, or or just panicked. Uh, he can't find his. I guess dad's dad left. He couldn't find dad, and then mom's around. But then they realize mom's outside the this the lat or the the mobile unit <laughs> and she's about to charge and uh, i think no i think it's a it's a it's a big rv right it's like that's what it yeah is. it's like a big rv sort of right. it, it, it looks like it, you know i don't think our i don't think our description is that far off it looks like the roaming uh rv from breaking bad right right because <laughs> because at one point they're there so now they're like, oh, you, I forget how they de deduce this, but there's like, there's there's drug paraphernalia all around, and there's like, oh, you got to eat these blue tablets or these blue ball things, like, <laughs> and uh, then it'll only it'll, it'll go crazy for temporary. We won't attack each other, but we'll attack them, and we'll be okay. Uh, I, there's three of them, but only two two um, two tablets. Two yeah. tablets. Well, there was supposed to be more, but yeah. what happened was. Because of the commotion going on outside of the RV and the and the mother and this other person are like are raving lunatics and moving trying the van around, yeah. trying to break inside. The the tablets fall on the floor and they only find two of them. They had more of them, but they right, only found right, two. Right, so, so so Will takes one and Michelle is about to take one. Right. And she's trying to get one for Christy, but Christy uh, is being attacked through the uh, the skylight of the, right. uh, the RV, and Christy's saying, "Just get, just break it in two and give me the other half." But for some bizarre reason, yeah, it, she doesn't do that. Michelle just decides to ingest the whole tablet and go nutty, and then of course it results in Will and um, Michelle attacking Christy and killing her right. instantly. But like we don't know why Michelle didn't want to split the tablet. I yeah. don't understand why. We we know th that was kind of weird. I was like, what? Why is it because she's afraid to? Is yeah, because she, did, she didn't seem very afraid. Like, oh my god, I can't break it. I can't do it. Like you know, something like that. Like she didn't see. She seemed to feel like a very deliberate and like uh, like like you know, no, no, we're not going to do that. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna survive and you're dead, kind of thing. You know, that that's at least what her body language and her facial features at least kind of like i could deduce from that that it's like nope it wasn't that she was scared it's like well no it's, so it's... yeah yeah it's just it's just weird i was like i because when i watched it i'm like what what is what was the motivation for that see that's the thing it's like i like i wish there was more like attentiveness to some of the motivations because it just didn't make any sense why she would do that unless they were trying to make um Michelle being a little selfish, perhaps, but it never felt like that's what they were trying to shoot for. I don't know. Yeah. I just it felt like there was a little bit of misdirection there that uh, yeah. <laughs> that kind of went on the wayside. So, so it's, then it's the even next more vindictive, day, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next day, um, uh, Michelle and Will wake up and they discover that Christie is dead. 
they don't remember if they killed her or not. Yeah. Because when they come out of it, they have no idea. Yeah, like, they, 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 yeah they black out, which is probably a yeah. good thing. You don't really want to remember what you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other characters of the of the of the, of the, of the roving RV are dead. So now Will and Michelle head back to the villa and they're trying to figure out what had happened and what went wrong because he's like, well, why, why is she dead? Why, why did she die? And then he begins to suspect that Michelle didn't give her the whole thing. And then, of course, she admits it. And they're both they both are like, well, we got to keep this a secret as if they committed the murder of the century. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then just when you think it couldn't get any worse, Tim, who happens to show up the next day? The children off the bus. Yes. And they just start running. I'm like, OK, so here's the thing. I can see how kids would be really excited to get come to camp. Right. And but as soon as they open the doors, these kids just come flying out. Where are they? They're, I know there's counselors there. I know there were other adults there, but yeah. they just kind of let them get overrun. I'm like, that's not how things are done. <laughs> uh, well, not only that, but they're running towards the fountain for that fresh water. Yeah, I guess it was explained earlier on that that was kind of a tradition of this place. So, you know, where the, because the fountain has like a, the, the, like a statue of an owl, I think it was. And yeah, like, I think so. Yeah. 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 So, so it's like a tradition that when you arrive there, you get to like drink the, the fresh water Yeah. when you first arrive. So the kids are running towards the water. And of course, you know, they the, will and Michelle immediately realize that and, that's and they, the first thing they're going to run to, and we need to stop them right now. Right. So <laughs> they, they 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 cut them they cut them off, and they're like, "Get away! Go back on the bus right now! Get on the bus! Get out of here right now! 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 Now!" And so they're kind of freaking out the kids, and the kids are slow to move. But then what happens next, Chris? <laughs> well, the sprinkler system goes off, and that's connected oh. to the well water. And, the kids, <laughs> and again, I love it. It's the summer. But they're all wearing jackets, <laughs> pants, and, and t-shirts. You know. Yeah, yeah. And they're all jumping around in the water and drinking it and getting the water on them. And now all of a sudden, uh, I think wasn't it Michelle that like quickly like ran away and yeah, she, jumped she, over that? Yeah, yeah. She, she, Again, she, she jumps over the 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 uh, the, the, the concrete wall the little, yeah, yeah. little and, half and wall way, and the way how she does it again it makes you wonder is this like supposed to be like intentionally humorous it's like a cartoon character yeah. whoa i'm out of here yeah, Zoinks. <laughs> <laughs> are you coming with me will or what you know yeah, could, could have played a scooby-doo feet like running <laughs> yeah that <laughs> zoink scoob they're gonna come yeah. after us <laughs> they're higher than us man <laughs> so of course because of that the kids we we never see them flip out, but we 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 hear the noises of the, right. the kids make the the monstrous hideous noises like, in the right. background and everything, and then we see them running in the background like trying to chase after the our two camp counselors. Yes, <laughs> and um, Michelle is trying to run, but she eventually impales herself on top of like a giant. Like tree stump, tree like stump, a, like a sharp tree stump, <laughs> like a like a like a tree branch or something. Right. She impales herself on that. Yes, I wonder how how possible that is to just like. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. You have to be, you have to be running a pretty good clip to really 
do some damage and not looking where you're going to right. and, and how do you not <laughs> see the big sharp stick <laughs> i better look out for that no i'm gonna head right for it yeah. I, I think i can push that thing right over <laughs> it's like the scene in dog soldiers i don't know if you ever saw that yeah movie. yeah I, it's been and a the, while but yeah i have seen it the guy, but that thing that he ran into was absurdly huge <laughs> So it made sense, I guess. But so, and of course, Will finds her dead, and now he's like, "Holy shit! What am I gonna do? I gotta get out of here!" So, so he's trying to run, but then he trips and falls, and he breaks his glasses. Yeah, again, and now, and, and that's been kind of a running um, uh, thing throughout the the movie is that this was not the first time he dropped his glasses and broke them or yeah, find yeah. Them. Right, so I think this is a second pair. <laughs> yeah, so this is like a motif that pops up. Like, yeah, he's gonna break his glasses. Oh no, what's he gonna do? Now he's blind. He can't make it out of there alive. But but there's a moment where like Will is like, we get his POV and like it's all out of focus, so it's supposed to meant that he can't see. And then he decides, fuck it, I'm gonna take my chances and just try to run past these bastards coming after me. And of course. He tries and he doesn't succeed, and then the movie ends. And once again, it's like I said: we, the opening sequence gave away the whole surprise. The four characters are going to disappear into the ether. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wish this was more detailed for you folks, but the reality is, is if you it's watch really this not. movie, it's not that detailed. It's basically just, it's kind of sort of like one long continuous chase, if you think about it. You know, where the characters are running around trying to figure out what they're going to do, where they're going to go. They get trapped. They get some of them escape. They run around trying to figure out what they're going to do. They get trapped. They escape, you know, and then it leads up to the crescendo at the end. But I was kind of disappointed by the ending because I really wanted at least one of the characters to survive and tell their story to the world. Right. (laughs) Because I, I wonder how, how the kids would have reacted when they finally came out of their drugged up stupor. (laughs) <laughs> and realize they killed the camp counselors. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know even where to begin. Yeah. It's like you said, it's really, there's really not too much to, to, to add. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you know, I guess this is, this is a perfect example of a, of a horror movie you can watch on a rainy day and it's right. not really, it doesn't tax your patience too much. And it's all right. I didn't yeah. hate it. Truthfully. I, I would give this like a thumbs in the middle, yeah. but I would give but, it a thumbs in the middle too. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, as far as it like being like above average, nah, I, I wouldn't say it's, so. It, to me. You, you remember we used to have those random Sunday movie night of the week kind of things. Yeah, uh, on, well, on like the on like the old uh, on on the old channel like uh, channel uh, CBS, NBC, and ABC. Yeah, uh, they, they, yeah, for all you youngins out there, Sunday night used to be the night where. Uh, the major three networks would run the weekly movie, the Sunday night movie. <laughs> and they, and, and this kind of reminded me of that. It's not, I mean, nothing too gory. I mean, it was, it was gory, but it, the, the acting wise and the, you know, story wise about the same. It, it reminded me of like something like a Stephen King miniseries made for TV. <laughs> yeah. Or something you'd probably run across on the sci-fi channel. Right. You know, I mean, but, maybe, but, maybe oh, a step above uh, sci-fi. But, yeah. 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 A little more <laughs> above the caliber in terms of the way how it's put together, but definitely above asylum pictures, uh, films. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but, um, nevertheless, it, it was all right. I mean, like I said, I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't dislike it. I, and I would give it a thumbs in the middle. I just would, I, I think the idea is interesting. It's just, like I said, it, it kind of sort of like, 
tapers off in the middle and kind of fizzles out because and it kind of meanders too. Yeah, yeah, because it's going back and forth between the the. It's it's one of those movies. It, it's the type of movie where it wants to make all the characters so involved, and it's like okay, because this weird fungal thing that's infected the water. We gotta we gotta try to find a way for the characters to become infected one by one so they right. can each experience it. But it's like, well, that's that's interesting, but you know, it's like <laughs> it would have been more interesting if it like happens to just one of the characters and then if he, they figure out what's going on and then, you know, try to take it into a much more different direction than just having each of the characters become infected because it's nothing it's it, it's nothing different, you know. When they become infected, it's the same process you know the white eyes the the vomiting of black bile the high-pitched screaming and yelling you know as if they're in pain you know the superhuman strength there's nothing different about it so it's, it's like you're just watching each character become infected and then maybe kill a person or two and then the high wears off and then they're back to normal and they have no idea what happened. Then, oh my God. Did I kill him or her? Oh my God. Yeah. And, and they're like, like, like they, like they kill like one of the, they kill like the caretaker in this movie. And then they're like, they, I the, don't they, the chef too, right? They kill the yeah, chef. The chef too. Yeah. They, they, they have no idea who, who, who did what. And like, and when they figure out who actually did kill him, they try to like take the fall for it. You know I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Oh, it's bananas! It's it's yeah. it, it, like we yeah. That's that's the long and short of it. <laughs> right. Well, I believe we can leave the Spanish castle behind us and jump into our time traveling DeLorean and go back to the summer of 1984. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick intermission and we're gonna, then we'll run that trailer for the film Summer of '84. Be back in a flash with Chris's fine synopsis. Exciting. Incoming titties. 12 o'clock. Guys, Nikki Keshuba. Scientifically the perfect woman. Huh. Better view of my room than I thought. Silly dreams. Emergency meeting. Treehouse. Now. Mackie is the Kate May Slayer. Mackie's a cop with a sick reputation. Wasn't counting on us. That's blood. David. Hey. Guys, I'm freaking out, okay? Relax. You look like you're 30. It's gonna be fine. Now go. You're gonna get caught either by Mackie or your dad. I know I'm right about him. That doesn't prove anything. Are you with me? I don't want anything bad to happen to you. We're trying to save people. Yeah, well, you're not. You guys at the station are gonna love this. <laughs> Just let it go. Sorry again that you're grounded. Let's see if I can get you out of this house. No hard feelings. You were wrong. You were wrong about 
Christopher, take it away, my good man. All right. Well, we're talking about Summer of 84 from 2018. It is directed by, wow, three people, Francois Simard, Anouk Whistle, and Johan Carl Whistle, and written by Matt Leslie and Stephen J. Smith. Uh, Summer of 84 takes place in the small town of Ipswich, which resides around Cape May, Oregon, during... Well, the summer of '84. Bet you didn't see that one coming, did you? I did now, not. <laughs> yes. Now you might. Now you might think that title makes this little ditty a um, a rousheous teen sex comedy with enough TNA and non PC laughs, right? Wrong. Oh, and before I continue, vote Reagan Bush. Anyways, the story <laughs> focuses on Davy Armstrong, played by Graham Verchier, a 15 year old teen whom, when he's not delivering newspapers on his route or bullshitting with his buddies, he has a knack for conspiracy theories. And Davy has an interesting theory as to who might be responsible for the disappearance of 13 teenage boys, and he thinks it's his next door neighbor, Wayne Mackey, played by Rich Sommer. But why does Davy suspect Wayne when he is a local police officer whom is well respected by everyone and his peers? Well, apparently Davy including saw his a... father. <laughs> yes, including his dad too. Well, apparently Davy saw a young boy hanging around inside Wayne's house sometime back, and now that said young boy has gone missing. And Davy finds it awfully suspicious that Wayne spends his days after work, you know, working in the garden, purchasing garden tools and copious bags of topsoil and going for late night jogs. I mean, come on. Christopher, don't you buy a lot of topsoil and work in your garden a lot? (laughs) Yeah, but I'm not like, I don't have people suspecting me of murder, I hope. That you know of. (laughs) Yeah. So needless to say, Davey manages to convince his buddies Tommy Eats Eaton, played by Judah Lewis, Curtis Faraday, played by Corey Gruder Andrew, and Dale Woody Woodworth, played by Caleb Emery, to help do some spying on Wayne to see if he's really the killer. In the meantime, Davey also has the hots for Nikki Kasuba, played by Tierra Scobie, and she eventually becomes involved with Davey and his quest to find proof of Wayne's murderous ways. But is Wayne the actual killer, or is everything that he does a mere coincidence to support Davey's conspiracy theories? Yes, that's Summer of 84 in a nutshell, but we'll be going, we'll be deep diving into this one uh, a little more. And um, yeah, I actually, I liked this one a lot more than summer camp. It's still not, there are some things about it that I kind of wish were still a little better, but as a whole, I I think I was pleasantly surprised by this one. I was really, I really did enjoy this one quite a bit. Yeah, me, me too, Chris. Me too. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, it kind of reminded me of a Goonies meets Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys mystery mashup. Um, yeah. And I, th- I think the writing was a little bit more crisper in this. And I think there's, if you're going to say replay value, I think there's probably a tad bit more replay value here than in summer camp per se. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I, ju- I just like the, the dynamic between the friends. I, I like the chemistry between the friends more. Uh, right. Yeah, and, and I, I, no, and, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, and I, and I think Rich Summer or Rich Sommer is a fantastic as a nice neighborhood police officer that's almost too friendly <laughs> to the neighborhood kids. Um, 
And, you know, Judah Lewis, he's no stranger to the horror genre. You know, if you remember, do you remember who, what other two movies he did that we reviewed? Oh, yeah. It was uh, The Babysitter and the sequel. Yeah. The, he, yeah. Was in that, he was in that. It was too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he also did, he was also in the Christmas Chronicle franchise. Those two films also on Netflix. So, yeah. he's. he's oh, no, that's right. OK. Yeah, yeah. He plays the older brother there. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, and I, I really love uh, the, the the older, the uh, the bigger kid. What, what was his name? Uh, is it is it uh, what what was his nickname? Uh, Walt, not Wall. It was Woody. Woody. It was, it Woody. was Woody. The, the, Woody. The, yeah, <laughs> the big dude. <laughs> yeah, he he always just seems so like he's just kind of like hapless and lovable and like kind of goes along with his you know his buddy. And yeah, but as we find out later in the movie, we find out why he is a little hapless and lovable because apparently his home life isn't really uh, as cracked up as everybody thinks well, it would be. Well, no, I, I thought that was Eats though. Wasn't that no, well, yeah, yeah, no, but but eats, yeah, his too, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. But we we don't know much about that except hearing the parents yelling outside right. the house. Which I mean, Woody, on the other hand, we actually get to see his mother, who I don't was his mother like a nurse or something? I, I think she was, but she I, yeah, was like or CNA or something like along those lines. Yeah, yeah, but she, but 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 she was like. Um, I know we're already starting like way ahead of the game, but you know, we're just kind of talking, yeah. but we were introduced to her and she's like crying and, you know, drowning her sorrows in vodka. So <laughs> you get to feel like that something's not quite, so not you're... quite uh, right about the homestead. <laughs> you know, she's a fun lady. <laughs> no. Oh uh... yeah. When she's drinking and crying to herself. <laughs> right. Um, as, as one does. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe and you know, but I do I do love the where they're uh, where he's riding the bicycle and he's got the the monologue going and he's like, you never know what's going around behind these closed doors in suburbia. Yes, it looks clean cut and you know everything is nice and orderly. And then you got you you know as you mentioned in your synopsis, he, he rides past the Bush Reagan sign and then he, he sees <laughs> a guy washing his Trans Am and giving the bird to him. <laughs> yeah, you know, the other teenager. I I have to say, this is one of the few um, '80s themed movies that doesn't that doesn't really quite like doesn't quite um, ram down the nostalgia down your throat. It actually kind of like you know, like in the it, it sets the tone quite well of the era yeah. that it takes place in, and then it kind of like goes through its and then it focuses on its own story. Right. I mean, there are a couple of moments where it like like they mentioned the, they mentioned Gremlins, and I was like, ah, eh, yeah. And I was thinking to myself, well, considering that these two, these four uh, teenage characters are like spending their time in one of their friends' treehouse and looking at, uh, you know, Playboys. porno bags, porno bags, <laughs> and I, comic I books and all yeah, the other yeah. good stuff. Yeah, I would have thought one of them would have said, "Hey, did you ever see that movie Body Heat?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> or 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 the or the Brian De Palma thriller Body Double. Well, I mean, it, you know, just like I know the Gremlins is an easy pick, but. Right. I mean, <laughs> well, I think you got to remember it, 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 people that are watching this movie probably do remember that, but it's just more accessible memory wise. And those kids are probably more inclined to watch Gremlins. Yeah, they would That's probably sneak true. into that. That's true. But when they're reading Boudoir magazine, I think they're not reading it. They're they're not reading it for the articles, Chris. They're looking at the naked ladies. Well, Come no on. shit. I mean, yeah, yeah, no shit. And, and then the other thing is that well, going back to De Palma for a minute, yeah. I mentioned. Yeah, uh, body double. Um, I think one missed opportunity in this movie, and 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 I I kind of understand that they were. I understand I understand the stylistic approach, but 
the one thing about the movie that kind of sort that kind of turned me off a little bit, but not as much, is the whole reliance over everything having to be handheld. And I was like, you know, the movie shot an anamorphic scope. It would have been so much better if they had like done like the had gone like the Brian De Palma route and used a lot of split diopter shots and like split screens. I mean, I, I know the reference of that wouldn't be as accessible as we mentioned earlier mm. about the, the whole thing involving mentioning Goonies versus something like body double or body heat. But I think that would have totally have, you know, helped capture that, that, that 80s thriller ambience a little more. What they do so far in the movie is still pretty good. So I'm not disappointed in it. I just kind of thought maybe it would have, it would have probably been more interesting if they made it a little more stylistic, but as far as what we see so far, you know, I will say I'm not disappointed by it. Well, so. and, and here's the thing. You mentioned a treehouse, right? And I was, as, as I was doing some research as, you know, it may have not seemed like that I did a lot of research uh, on the first film, but I was kind of under the weather and not feeling myself, but now I'm feeling much better. So I have more to talk about here. Um, if you remember, there's a scene where uh, the, all, all the boys are sitting in the treehouse because we were just talking about that, and one's got the like the scotch, the Jim Beam, or I forget what with alcohol he has. It's 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 a hard liquor, and he's sit he's kicking back and he's and he's and he's swigging on it, and then it reminded me and I and I and uh, of uh, Kurt Russell and the thing, and then I did some research, and it actually that that's what they were going for. So <laughs> Kurt Russell's sitting there with the computer playing chess and just you know in the thing. And drinking scotch or whiskey or Jim Beam or whatever the hell it was, I I don't remember that that's immaterial, but yeah, that was what they were going for, and that's what they meant. And there's a lot of great hidden Easter eggs for you but '80s you know nerds out there. But you know what's funny about that though, since you mentioned that, yeah, and this and this is what I talk about when I say the movie doesn't like cram a lot of '80s references it's down. Very your subtle. Throat. It's very subtle. It's very subtle. Yeah, because I never thought that. Yeah. And then you mentioned it, it's like, oh, okay, now that makes sense. Yeah, but if you look where he, way, like how he's placement in the beanbag chair and all that kind of shit, I mean, it's just very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, okay. it's not like it. Re- <laughs> it's not like it recreates the scene where like he's actually playing chess. No, on no, the that, computer. No, that would be kind of weird. <laughs> and then you sit there and go, oh, let me guess. Yeah, it's like, oh, let me guess, Kurt Russell, the thing. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you could wear the T-shirt or the. They should have the, maybe they have the poster in the background, but no, I think they had a poster of another '80s movie that I can't recall right now. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, truth be told, I've seen this movie. I want to say twice now i watched it once on shutter when it dropped on shutter and then i i i, I liked it enough i'm like well you know it was like what, two three bucks four bucks uh one day i'm like oh well you know what and i'm thinking you know what this could be a good movie for a future episode this was like a year or two ago i'm like i'm gonna save that i'm gonna i'm gonna grab this one <laughs> well you know it's funny this is from 2018 it doesn't feel that old no no I, well, I, well, because I, it's I, shot in the 80s so obviously or it's shot in place well, in the 80s no no but i mean like it doesn't feel like um it doesn't feel i mean it doesn't feel uh, yeah even though it does take place in the 80s of course yeah. it doesn't it, the movie doesn't feel like it was made you know, in 2018 during that, it feels like it was made recently, like in 2022, you know, and I yeah. guess what I'm trying to say is that it's, it's it, with today and the whole eighties resurgence yeah. movies, whatnot, it, it doesn't feel, it feels like it would be in place today as, a, as that, as opposed to being made in 2018. I'm sure when they made it in 2018, they were like thinking to themselves, well, you know, 
who knows, maybe people will relate to it, you know, in terms of the 80s references and whatnot. You know, yeah. of course, well, now if they did it today, it would be like, well, like I, I mean, said. Yeah, here's the thing. Around that same time frame is when Stranger Things were, was writing their second season or whatever okay, it is. Wait, okay, yeah. So, so, it's, so it's, it was, right, it's smack dab in the middle of the blue, right? So it's on, yeah, it's it's on the cusp, I guess I yeah. could say. It's not, but, the, like it's I not said, the tail end, it's not the beginning. It's right kind of like in the middle. <laughs> right. And um, the other, th- but I mean, it uh, it just feels kind of it still feels really fresh and everything. And I, I, I did, did this thing ever play in theaters? I don't. I know think if it I did. think it, I think it had a limited release because I remember seeing the the, the total like it, in box office was like maybe like forty three thousand dollars. So oh was, my god, it was so it was probably a very limited release and released on streaming. I, you know, yeah, um, they should have taken it, this. It was, thing. It was an indie. It was an indie film. So yeah, they should have taken this to A two four. I think they would have given it a little more. <laughs> you know, I, honestly, I, I, this could have probably gotten you know a major theatrical release. You know, under like maybe if like Paramount bought the rights or, or, or I don't even. No, know. if they if they did that, they would have sat on this thing. I mean, it's it's amazing how a movie comes out of the gate that's pretty decent, and I'll bet you if a studio did buy this, they would just do nothing with it. It's yeah, and that's they could buy it for the cheap cheap and then promote it for the cheap cheap and. Well, Probably make some money back. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. That is the smart thing to do. But, you know, nowadays nobody – I mean, that era of studios like picking up some – you know, like Paramount picking up Friday the 13th. That era is just almost – well, it's practically completely gone. Yeah. The idea that you can make something on the outside uh, and um, somebody um, – Unless it's already a known commodity from the past. Yeah. Or I mean, and and of course, I'm sure there'll be some people out there will say, "Well, look at Paranormal Activity or Blair Witch Project." My answer to that is, "Yeah, but separate how many years between those two films, and if anything came after that, that a major studio would pick up and and you know, other than another sequel, <laughs> yeah, pick up for cheap and put it out for a low amount of money." Yeah, but give it a nationwide release of a good ad campaign and see how much more money comes rolling in. So, well, yeah, yeah I, mean, that... I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, like I think Blair Witch came out with the late 90s and then. Yeah. And then Paranormal Activity came out almost, I want to say, eight years later. Yeah. And 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 I and I and I guarantee you this, as some of us know about Paranormal Activity, that was picked up by Paramount and DreamWorks because somehow, some way, somebody found a way to con Steven Spielberg to watch that movie. But I guarantee you, that was a one-time only deal. <laughs> I'm sure Spielberg said, "Oh, I'll buy it." And then after when he when the checks were signed and the contracts were signed, he probably told his handlers, "Never do this again. Never allow anybody to get access to me like this again." Because <laughs> I may love things, and you know, was he maybe watch it drunk and like, "Oh yeah, that sounds good." <laughs> but I, but but but, but it wasn't a bad. The first movie wasn't a bad movie, and there uh, were some sequels. No, it was it wasn't a bad. Well, it wasn't great, but it was a bad movie. But my point is, is that it's a shame that a movie like summer of 84 that actually you know has a lot going for it gets and it's the nature of the business but it gets relegated to the whole limited theatrical release and then like it gets pushed it's, to streaming and it's like yeah. well, uh, well I mean, we, we used to say direct to video but now it's just streaming so yeah. well direct to streaming or vod as we yeah. like to call video it on demand. It might, yeah video, yeah video on demand sounds much better than Directivideo. <laughs> yeah, it sounds better until you see a couple of them that totally look like they would go to Directivideo. <laughs> I'm just saying. There, 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 there's like the wimpy, wimpy, Directivideo. 
video on demand. <laughs> yes. So we can watch a remastered version of violent shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> which, which I don't, if, if, if oh, possible, I do not, we do not recommend. Oh do not my recommend God. Whatsoever. <laughs> I, I, I know the, 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 the reboots out there somewhere um, waiting for Dave to find it in a, uh, in a, some cavernous, uh, Oh, God, and, and you know what? We're not going to touch it. I, I listen. We have reviewed some movies that we really like, and we reviewed some movies that we didn't really like, and then we've reviewed some <laughs> utter, complete garbage. And believe me, violent, burn it with fire. <laughs> yeah, violent. Just as a quick, I'm, I'm, we'll get we'll, we'll we'll get back to our little subject about summer of '84 in just a minute. But just real quick, let Chris fill up on his tangent. <laughs> Well, just just to rem- just to remind people, back in the, back in the day, we had uh, what was originally known as the Super Evil Vampire Robot Podcast of Dune Severpod, and um, you, me, uh-huh. Ken Zuckerman, I was there, <laughs> yeah, and, and Mark had to review two German horror movies, and we had the esteemed pleasure, to, for a for a lack of a better term, to, to review. A movie called Violent Shit and, and two, but apparently only I watched two. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, and we were surprised. But anyways, Violent Shit and fucker tricked me into watching that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and another movie called The Burning Moon, and I remember we watched it at Tim's house. Yes, at the time I fell asleep. Big surprise on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark and I endured it, and we were just constantly beside ourselves. <laughs> I I remember when the whole thing was over because. It was two movies that we yeah. watched back then. It, it had to be like what two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. I forget. I mean, oh yeah, I, when we, I woke up, I don't know. <laughs> but, but I turned to Mark and I said, "Is it just me, or am I like really in pain? This movie, <laughs> these movies are terrible." But the the reason why I'm mentioning it, is, in, in case anybody doesn't understand our reference, though, hopefully. You fans out there have been following us for years, and you will understand. But if you're any newcomers, just to explain real quick, um, that it was an episode that I really enjoyed doing because all we did was riff on those two movies, <laughs> how bad they were. Oh. And I would, and I would love, I would love for us to gain access to that audio and you know play it as a blast from the past but, god why why would you do that to me well no i mean <laughs> no because i had to sit because you know you 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 watched a couple of them and i watched all of them and i just remember that being a big point of contention and mark and you guys are just laughing you're stinking asses off <laughs> well we did specifically i can't speak. believe you watched the other one you know we didn't even watch that one well i but i think we did say something like well i guess curiosity got the better of you and you yeah. wanted to check out but it was lucky that you didn't check out part three and part four so yeah, I mean, I, you know i mean <laughs> truth be told if you did tell me i probably quickly forgot it <laughs> but anyways yeah we, we i wanted to mention that that yes. uh, <laughs> so anyways but back yes. to back Get, to summer getting of 84 this, getting this back on track uh, getting this train back on the track. Okay, summer ready for. Here we go, Chris. So, where did we leave off? Uh, well, I mean, let's start from the beginning. So, we get the opening sequence where we're introduced to um, Davy Armstrong, mm-hmm. uh, the 15 year old teenager who's doing his morning paper route. And we, of course, were introduced to the neighborhood. And, and his voiceover that we mentioned. And previously. his voiceover, yeah. His voiceover is basically is talking about how um, in the suburbs you never know about certain people who they are what what's they are behind closed doors and how yeah, well you really actually know them blah blah right blah. right and we're getting like a a nice taste of the of the of the cul-de-sac um of suburbia in 84 of suburbia yeah and you know this movie also has the 
I know you mentioned Goonies, but I would also throw out there, this movie is like almost like the Burbs, but minus the overt comedy, you know? Yeah, I can, yeah, I can see that, yeah. Because the Burbs with kids, yeah, right, right, right. Because the Burbs is it's kind of like a similar story where it's about these these neighbor, you know, the neighborhood is wondering about their local next door neighbor that moves into the house that looks like it should be in the Adams family, right? And the creepy (laughs) cast of characters that come out of the basement, yes, (laughs) right, right, right. But all of course played for laughs and early Tom Hanks vehicle that 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 makes me wish Tom Hanks went back and did comedy because. Yeah. But anyway, Money Pit, mm-hmm. The Burbs, <laughs> yeah, Dragnet, <laughs> Joe versus Volcano, <laughs> yeah, all, all, all fun movies from yes. his early era, Bachelor Party. Yes. Although I wonder if that's one movie. I mean, enjoyable as it is, I wonder if that's one movie he would want to forget about. But <laughs> and Bosom Buddies, this TV oh, show, TV show, yeah, which with I, him and Peter Scolari. <laughs> yes, which I almost bought at a half price books with with Mark because I was visiting in Mark in Illinois and we we're there. I'm like, and I was tempted to buy to buy the two seasons. Brand new, shrink wrapped in the DVD and, and DVD. I'm like, do I really want to buy this? I'm like, I was, and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm pissed. I put it back on the shelf because I'm like, did I you could, did you consult Mark though? I mean, he should have been your like I, guiding I, I, light. I, I did, and he kind of was kind of indifferent. He's like, I wouldn't say indifferent. He was like, oh well, what do you want to do, buddy? I'm like, I don't know, because <laughs> he, he was already picking up like two or three other things. So I'm like, you know, I, you know, and we were already going to the comic book store after that. So I'm like, ah, fuck. I'm like, you know what? I put it back, and, I, and you know, it's one of those things where it's like hindsight being twenty twenty. I should have just fucking grabbed it for the twelve dollars or fifteen dollars. Well, you, you can always, when you go back to visit Mark, you can always go back there and uh, <laughs> see if it's still there. Yeah, <laughs> so doubtful. Maybe, who, well, who knows? Maybe it is. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Same exact spot you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> just put two more inches of dust on it. <laughs> yeah. So we yes. get, this, yeah, but we so we get this intro sequence, and of course, it, it sets it up like you said. You know, we see like the the the, the uh, Reagan Bush sign eighty four or whatever or, or whatever the election at that at that time was yeah. on someone's lawn and, and and someone's washing their car. It's like this this skeezy looking dude, punk he, teenager asshole guy. You know, yeah, yeah. And so of course that's like the the opening setup of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then we are introduced. So we're with Davy, and then at night. It's Davey and his friends, uh, Tommy Eats Eaton, Dale Woody Woodworth, and Curtis Faraday. They're all playing. What was that game again? It was called. Um, oh God, where they're running around at, at night. Oh, a uh, 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 jailbreak or something like that, or yeah, uh, yeah, or something close to it. Like, like our, our, my kids call uh, the kids in the neighborhood over here call it Ghost of the Graveyard. I think it's something very similar. But you got you got to try to. Um, I guess get found or escape or it's like a, basically a hide and seek, right? Yeah. It's sort of like a hide and seek thing, but doing yeah. it at night with flashlights. Yes. yes. They, so they, the kids call here ghost in the graveyard, but yes. Right. Right. And we're introduced to the characters and, and, and then, um, and of course, you know, the characters, they're kind of sort of standard stereotypical characters, you know, um, Tommy eats Eaton is sort of like the, the, the young punk, you know, don't he's, give a shit. He's I the guess Fonzie. He's the cool dude. Yeah. He's the cool. He's the cool dude. Oh boy, I'm, I'm really referencing myself when I said Fonzie. I'm not even that old for the yeah, Fonzie but, reference. But he, I was gonna also say he's sort of like the greaser because he kind of yeah. is. Like he's yeah. just like you know he's got the switchblade and the and the and the and the, and the jacket and the you know the attitude. Right, and then there's Curtis Faraday. He's he he's the nerd, and of course his last name is Faraday, which I'm I'm certain is, is I forget the exact the 
the the Faraday rule law, whatever it was, involving uh, the magnetic pull or something like that. But <laughs> nerd. Yeah. Well, I went to, I went to school for MRI technician, and but and I remembered something involving Faraday's law. But <laughs> after all these years, I forget about it. But uh, and then of course we're also introduced to Dale Woody Woodworth. He's kind of the um, he's not fat, but he's just. He's big boned. He's he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, you know, he's a big kid though. He's tall. He's, he's a big kid. He is kind of sort of a lunkhead, but slightly lovable. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, yeah. He's a lovable teddy bear, but and looks like a bear, but you know, is is very squishy. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and then of course, after they're done outside running around, then of course they're in, they're in uh, the treehouse. Uh, they're in the treehouse that belongs to Tommy. And uh, there's like a little side discussion about how his father is supposedly just thinking about taking the treehouse down once when the summer is over. Right. But and, and, and the kids are just like, no, you can't take it down. This is like my home away from home. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I would live here forever. Yes. Like, and I, now, again, it's like it, it totally plays everything up. This is all the shit that kids would probably say. You know, I would love to live in this treehouse forever. And right. and uh, and of course, they're also s- sitting up there reading. Um, <laughs> they're, they're looking at. <laughs> they're looking at Porto Mag. Yeah, they're not looking at the high quality Porto Mag of the era, like Playboy or or Penthouse, or, or or God forbid Hustler. You know, they're they're looking at the the what I would like to call the Great uh, the Z. Second, yeah, the well or the second hand. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, like, bad like, choice of words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I knew it was coming too. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, but, Premature. You know, <laughs> yeah, Ooh, like, like, you stepped. Yeah, up. <laughs> like like jugs and um, uh, boudoir. You know that magazine that the um, the black security guard was reading in Reanimator <laughs> <laughs> a million times over. Yes. Uh, you know all these. I, I guess, like it for the articles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you can say slightly low grade magazines yeah. <laughs> and of course they're all talking about something you know, we have to pay royalties to <laughs> no absolutely not because but at any rate company went out of business years ago <laughs> right so they're 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 talking about girls and everything and whatnot and and um you know this is all of course supposed to be the setup in regards to um what uh davy is thinking about because at one point i believe Davy sees um well no before we move on earlier on he went to um his neighbor's house it was uh Wayne Mackey right he, which, he, is, played, which yeah. is played by Rich Summer he's the local police officer and he lives in the neighborhood and very well respected by everybody because he's even though he's a police officer he's a very nice guy you know mm-hmm. <laughs> knows how to pour on the charm like yes. but Davy suspects something about him. Like he's something about him that he's just not quite sure what to put his finger on. And then he, I think, doesn't he see like, there's like this young kid in Wayne's house in his kitchen. I think what happened was, is that, you know, as as, in the beginning of the movie, he's right into the neighborhood delivering newspapers and he stops at uh, uh, the, the police officers. Wayne, is it Wayne Mackey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wayne Mackey, you know, as you said, played by Rich Summers. Um, and he uh, and he said, oh, you know, I still need your, your payment from last week for the newspapers. Uh, and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah come inside. Uh, you know, uh, I got the money in the back, blah, 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 whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, he offers and he says, hey, I'll tell you what, I'll give you the money. But can you help me lift this down in the basement? 
Yeah. <laughs> and they go in the basement, and of course, it's classic creepy basement. There's a one room, but, that's but he's also he also stops and looks at all the pictures. Why he why why Rich? Why, I'm sorry, why Rich? Why Wayne is out of the room, and he notices he's got a lot of pictures on the wall, like family pictures. Like, wow, you have a very big family, and and then Wayne responds like, yeah, but we're not that close. We live miles apart. Blah blah blah. So there's there's little nuggets already sprinkled into like, okay, well, not that having a lot of pictures on your wall is is a, a makes you you know a serial serial killer and kidnapper but it, just the way he you know how how it was said in the tone and and we'll get more to there but yeah so they, they have to move what an ottoman down the stairs or like some sort of uh love seat or something right yeah yeah i mean it um you're right just because he has a lot of he has a lot of pictures of family members doesn't exactly put him in the serial killer category right. but <laughs> it's, it's just the it's way he setup. answered yeah yeah yeah, he says like, yeah. "I oh, this is all my family," and then he's like, uh, "Oh, do you see him? No, not really." <laughs> but you know, here's the thing: is it, it, all these are family photos. He doesn't really appear in any of them. <laughs> yeah, that, well, and that should be a clue which is a dead giveaway, me. kind of like, "Hey, well, where are you?" <laughs> yeah, if you really look carefully, though, they don't they don't show a lot of shots of the pictures. It's like, yeah, why why aren't you in any one of these pictures, dude? But yes. But uh, so then he takes he helps him like carry this. I think it was it a desk or something. It was something yeah, heavy. Yeah, something heavy. It, it really doesn't matter. Piece of furniture. <laughs> and he takes it downstairs, and then of course you know that's the basement. He's working on fixing it, but also there's like a door that has like a padlock that has like a padlock on it. And, right, and, and, but he's also got a dark room down there that he's working on too, getting that fixed. Right, right, and, and the red lights on because he's doing pictures. So already it's setting up the possibilities that there's something up with this dude. And uh, but anyway, so after that, you know, we we go we're with the Davy and his friends, and then of course the Davy sees through the window. I think at one point that this young teen at uh, Wayne's house talking to him in the the kitchen, and uh, doesn't doesn't think much of it at first. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, he he suspects basically Davy is. A conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yeah, because I think were, were they playing Ghost in the Graveyard, and then are they playing some sort of game or or, or, or breakout or something like that, or, or or jailbreak? And he actually accidentally sees, like you said, seeing Wayne talking to the the little uh, the kid that went missing, but like in the in in, through, in the house or something like that, or in the backyard, yeah, 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 or, yeah. Or and he, and on his property thinking, somewhere, yeah, right. And he's thinking that maybe Wayne has something to do with the disappearances, and of course, all of his friends are like, "Oh my God, what are you doing? You and your conspiracy theory." Yeah. <laughs> and then, and basically, you just want something to happen because it's so quiet and peaceful here, and nothing ever goes on here. You know, right, right, right. Why can't why can't he just be like normal kids and talk about the industri- the military industrial complex? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's what six year olds want to talk about. Fifteen years. No, they're worried about boobs and getting the first base. <laughs> right, right. And here's and here's Davy like trying to like play the game of connect the dots. And yes. in fact, when we go up into his room, we actually see that he's got a bunch of newspapers and sh- <laughs> Davey, you need to get another hobby, Bubba. <laughs> but at any rate, so then like some time passes and and Dave's like eating cereal and, and, and drinking a glass of milk. And then he looks at the at the back of the milk box and he sees that there's a, a picture carton, yeah, it, yeah. yeah that, that's missing. Um, and the kid turns out to be the one he saw in Wayne's house. Right. So already this gives him the idea that uh, maybe Wayne is the killer because that and, was. And, and Davey also 
also Dave remembers possibly seeing someone moving in the back room while he was moving the furniture with what's his face. Right, right. right. You yes. know, and, and, and a little quick aside though too. Remember the days when they did used to have missing children planted on milk cartons? Because yeah. I, I actually I do. I, I vaguely remember that uh, uh, being a thing. You know, going to the grocery store with my mom and stuff like that, and seeing you know that on milk cartons. Now it's that's a thing of the past. I'm like, you got your cell phone. You, there's so many other ways to get that information out there more quickly. And, yeah, you can you can go to Sam's Club and see the the big uh, checker the big um, cork board with all the pictures of missing people. On yeah, there. I, I didn't even. Oh, I didn't know that. I was like, I don't go to Sam's Club, so I don't know. I, well, I, I I don't go there very often either. But I I remember I went there a couple times and okay, with, okay. With, with and and I saw that and I'm like, oh wow, really? And I but but it's interesting though too. But but that's the weird thing about it too. What was it about the carton of milk that well, you have missing kids? Picture? Well, because they figure it's families. Um, people buy it all the time, so they're be more reluctant to see that. And if you're staring at over your bowl of cereal in the morning, and if you happen to see that kid somewhere, maybe or or or, or the description of that or the person who took them, then maybe you would be able to that they could contact the local authorities. Yeah, but I mean, kids also eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Maybe the kid, maybe the missing photo should be on a. Uh, on a sandwich I think, bag. I think more for the more for the moms and dads that maybe yeah, buy the okay. milk. Um, yeah. Well, that seems also like a guilt trip too. I'm sitting there trying to enjoy my cereal. Yeah, and milk. I can't. I'm <laughs> eating my cocoa puffs in peace. I got this kid staring back at me. I got this kid in there telling me to look out for him. It's not my fault. He's missing. Right, but you know, oh this play, God. this play, this film is actually. I was when I was when doing research for this. I'm like, this was set in the summer of '84, and uh, do you remember up in the summer of '81? And that's when um, the uh, jo uh, Jim Walsh or Joe Walsh's uh, uh, child went missing, and mm. the, the, uh, it was the guy who created uh, America's Most Wanted. Because oh because yeah, he was okay. in Florida. I want to. I'm just trying to find that information real quick. Um, uh, 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 John Walsh. John, uh, okay, John. John, John Walsh. Yeah, right. yeah John Walsh. Uh, he created America's Most Wanted because back in the summer of eighty. Or this in eighty one, he was living in Florida with his wife, and they had kids. And his six year old uh, son, uh, um, uh, Adam, or uh, went missing because his mom went to a went to a mall in Florida uh, and was going to the Sears uh, store, and she left him in the toy department of Sears uh, next to a uh, with a bunch of other kids playing Atari uh, next to a security guard. And you know, this is eighty one. You know, you don't think of it. There's going to be kids. There's a security guard right there. Okay, they're playing videos. This is only going to take me five minutes to exchange this land and we'll be on our way she goes to exchange the lamp she comes back uh, uh adam's gone they, they can't find him he, uh the security guard had kicked uh the kids out for uh being not being respectful of the video game or and, and just kind of sho shoving and, and whatever whatever kids do right they the teenagers do so uh, apparently adam went missing and this this is what's weird is that this mall was right across the street from a police station <laughs> and, oh wow <laughs> and there was so many botched things and i'm not going to go into the whole thing but anyway you know about i want to say and and she and their mother frantically searched with her mother-in-law for like 90 minutes before they called the police, which as you know, every minute counts uh, uh, when it comes down to trying to locate a missing child, but that the security and police, it wasn't like it is nowadays. Um, but they found, they found poor Adam's head like 17 days later floating in a, in a, in a oh, river about 150 geez. miles away. And uh, they never found the rest of the body. That's why, 
Mr. Walsh create America's Most Wanted and why I was on the TV sh on uh, Fox for so long and then on another network, network for so long because he wanted to bring to justice as many killers and kidnappers as he possibly could because yeah. he couldn't do it for his son. And it was and that's really heartbreaking. But that's why I think that this kind of resonated with uh, the, the with the kids in 84 because that just happened three years prior now. Mm. And there's still more kids missing. No, but anyway, getting back on track. So, okay. So we've got uh, 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 was it um, Davey, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to put one and one together and make it two <laughs> um, for his friends. And now he hasn't come to his family yet because he's a kind of afraid to take this to his family because uh, his father is so close with uh, the, the police officer. They've gone fishing together many times and they're just kind of been, they're like neighborly buddy buddies, you know? Yeah. And his assumption on that isn't far off when you get to the like near end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> So uh, I forget where are we at in the, in the film right now, bud. So you know he sees the milk carton and he realizes yes. that's the same kid. So he um, finally takes all the information that he's managed, well, or at least the milk carton, and you know points out to his friends, you know, hey, this is the kid that I saw in Wayne's house that night when we were running around. So he finally manages to convince them that. You know, we should they should try to figure out if Wayne is the killer. Do a little because, exploratory, and they're using walkie-talkies, by the way. Right, right. Doing a little bit of a covert op shit, and uh, you know, so they they spy on him, and they kind of get an idea of what his routine is. You know, he goes in the work. He carries he carries a duffel bag with him. He brings the same duffel bag back when he comes back home. Right. He goes for He's, jogging at five a.m. in the morning or four a.m. in the so, morning. No, actually, I think it was at night he goes. Oh, in. Not, oh jogging at night. At night. That's jogs right. at night and takes. I think he even no, he, he he jogs at night. Oh, and then of course he's going to the like hardware store and buying like bags of dirt every day. Shove, yeah, shovels, picks. I mean, yeah. and, and if you think about it, all this stuff really does give the, the impression that maybe he is hiding a body. <laughs> yes, because we'll get to it soon. But there's one item which we won't mention yet that he buys it's very suspicious but anyways so and they're trying to spy on him and at one point they um they, they managed to uh to borrow um um uh woody's uh mother's car <laughs> they could like spy on him. Oh, and yes. i think they did did they have licenses because i remember at no. one point he says i no, no but i remember he said i left woody woody says i left it at home because oh. Because because when they because when they uh, w w well this is what happened so they they tail uh, uh, Wayne right. and they're watching him to see where he goes yeah see where he goes but of course you know um, uh, Woody is a little like uh, a little scared and also not quite you know uh, not quite um, solid behind the wheel of the car even though supposedly he has his license he may, he may have his, maybe his learner's permit. Probably, yeah, or something that it's not—he's not fully licensed yet. But yeah, and and then of course they lose Wayne, and then and I actually I thought for a moment there that because then when they're driving, suddenly a cop car comes behind him, like oh my god, is that Wayne? And of course the cop car pulls him over, and Woody's all nervous, and then it turns out they, they not... start they they shoot him at the boots and then go up, so you know yeah, that because yeah, yeah. you think it's going to be him, and then they're like oh my god, what are we going to do? And then suddenly uh, the officer shows up at. The, at shows up and it turns out it's not Wayne. It's a guy named officer Cole who mm -hmm. apparently knows 
uh, Woody and his mother. What you doing uh, out here, man? <laughs> yeah, he pretty much. T- but but he pretty much tells him, you know, okay, look, I'm gonna let this go, man. But you know, get home. Don't do this again. Go home. Yeah, and of course he does the right thing, like most police officers should be doing. Don't you realize there's a killer on the loose out here too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now, while all this is going on, there's this brief subplot about the neighbor, uh, Nikki Kasuba. Yeah, the young his girl. Old, his old his, his old babysitter from a couple years yeah. ago. Yep, his old babysitter. Yeah. Everybody's a crush on because she well, she's a neighborhood hottie. Yep. And it turns out that her family is going through a horrible split up that's eventually going to become a divorce. Right. And she's going to be going to college in a few months or a couple right, months. Right, right. And sometimes uh, Davey uh, has, peers out the window through his binoculars and sees her <laughs> across the street. Undressing. Undressing, yeah. Creepoid. <laughs> Quite a little perv, you know, but... Yes. But but you know what? Hey, come on. That's that you know that 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 is you know that is the human condition. You know, yes. <laughs> these kids, the only naked girls these kids have seen is in a porno mag. So I mean, you gotta... <laughs> you know, there's something about the simplicity of the uh, of the 80s and 90s where you, it wasn't readily accessible uh, to everyone yeah, that had bandwidth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But I mean, still, you had to really I mean... work hard to try to get you know a porno mag <laughs> when oh, you're I mean, younger. They, when yeah. you're younger, yeah. If you were an adult, you know. No, it wasn't no. That I'm, hard. I'm talking about I'm talking about teen, preteens, teenagers. You know, people that you know. Yeah. Don't don't you know? You know, you're not going to go into the local Seven Eleven or you know White Hen Pantry or uh, fucking stop and go and say, yeah, I'll take the hustler behind the thing. No, they're not going to do that. <laughs> and, and then, of course, to be humorous about the guy, okay, sure. Uh, let me see your ID, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let me get it out for you hmm yeah. <laughs> yes excuse name, me why i whipped this out <laughs> yeah yeah your, your, hmm, your name is mclovin and you look <laughs> nothing like the picture in this id <laughs> you were born in hawaii <laughs> people also don't realize this too there was a point in time where ids were not laminated they were on mm-hmm. pa- they were on on paper <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah. Okay, Grandpa <laughs> Koenig. Back in my day. Well, no, I mean, not in my time. I, well, okay, wait a minute. When I, okay, so when I got a license, it was like in the mid to late nineties, so it was laminated. Yeah, but it, I have it, heard, but yeah. I have heard people who grew up way back when say, yes. "Yeah, the license and registration was all in one, and it was, and it was not laminated. It was on a piece of paper. And, <laughs> like or, I'm, or, I'm talking, or, or, I'm talking okay. like card paper. Like, yeah, yeah. Like business card. But you better not get that shit wet. (laughs) Right, right. So then, uh, so, so Nikki eventually moseys her way over to see uh, Davey (laughs) and she talks to him and she, she of course knows that he's been spying on her whenever he has a chance. And doesn't she say something like he goes, Oh no, no, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't looking at you at all with these binoculars. She goes, Oh, I should have tried harder then. (laughs) 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 But at any rate, I I have to be honest. I think the, um, the relationship aspect of this movie that they introduced kind of sort of slows it down a little bit because it it, it gives Davy like a, a, like, He's, he it gives Davy like a slight distraction. You know, he he's busy trying to figure out whether or not Wayne is the killer. But then, you know, he's got this love interest that kind of sort of catches his eye. But it's undetermined whether or not they will get together. Yeah. Um, although, spoiler alert, they don't. 
<laughs> but well, again, you know, she's going off to college. She's she's her parents are going through a divorce, yeah. uh, and at this point, like, uh, you know, the two or three year age difference is much bigger when you're younger than when you get much when you get older. You know, yeah. Um, and, and honestly, what kind of parent has a babysitter that only has a baby has you babysitting that's only someone that's three years older than you are? Usually, you get yeah. a, little bit, a little bit older. <laughs> But yeah, I digress. <laughs> but at any rate, so um, the oh, and there's a moment too where like, don't they don't they go into uh, Nikki's house because they find the door open? I believe, I and they think that something happened to her. I think maybe I want to say maybe yeah, because I, I do remember something like that happening. Uh, and she doesn't she catch them or something like that or yeah yeah because it turned out like the fuse blew out or something. Oh yeah yeah so yeah. And she's yeah. like, what the hell are you guys doing in here? We just want to make sure you're okay kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, and it turns out that she, like, defends him and says, you know, well, Davey's more of a man than you guys will ever be. And then when she walks away, suddenly they're like, oh, Davey, looks like you got it. Yeah, they're <laughs> and, all trying to get trying, – trying to one-up each other. Like, well, I got the first base. Well, I got the third, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And none of those kids have gotten to any base you, whatsoever. You know, you, know you, got, you got nothing. You didn't even sniff home plate yet. Come on. You're not yeah. even you're, – you're not ending up the bat. You're in the batter's box, homie. <laughs> so, but but um, so there's also a moment too where they they actually do follow uh, Wayne when he's like doing his nightly yes. jog. So he, uh, this is this is kind of an interesting part because it kind of sort of doesn't really go anywhere exactly as far as I, I can think I know where you're going with this, but yes, go on. Yeah, so they follow they they follow Wayne to like a storage, a, um, a storage, storage unit. yeah. And Wayne opens it up and goes inside, and it turns out that he's got like a, like a, I thought it was like a Volkswagen yeah, or it's like a, a, it's a Beetle, it's a Volkswagen a, Beetle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, and what does he do? He drives it out of the, drives it out of there, and then what does he, does he drive away with it? No, he no, dri- he does. He, I, yeah, I thought he does. I thought he takes no, off. No, he it. does. Well, no, well, okay, yeah, he, you know, I think you're right. He does, but he, but I was trying he, to remember. He leaves it, a lot, but you don't see it after that. Yeah, and I was like, what? So I guess it's kind of a throwaway sequence where they make it look like they may have something on him, and it turns out it's nothing. But So he, he goes jogging. Or he's getting, or getting rid of the car. He's going to yeah, put somewhere get, light on fire. Yeah, but like I said, we never like yeah. find out about that. That's sort of like just yeah. up in the air. And then there's a scene later on where doesn't Dave, Davey go over to his house, and uh, he, he pretends to try to get more money from him for the, the paper route. And he goes into his backyard, Wayne's backyard, right. and he sees like the garden and it, 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 more it, freshly it, dug stuff. Yes, yeah, it, it looks like it could be a grave. Like, yeah. and the kid, Davey's already like concerned. About yeah, it. but does he stop on a trellis too? And he 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 notices something or like a like a um, piece of clothing or, or yeah, that's or, or toy no. or so, some sort of like object or something like that. No, that's later on. So okay. so Davey. And his friends decide to to when they when Wayne goes out for his nightly jog, they're going to go ahead and dig up the the ground and see if there's a body there. So they dig it up, and there's no body. All the while there. using walkie, their, their walkie talkies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at one point, the one of the walkie talkies gets buried underneath the dirt, and they don't hear that. Hey, no, that was oh yeah, yeah, that was when Wayne was going to the storage unit facility. Storage unit. They were spying on him, and then while they were doing that. Um, yeah, two of them were there, and one of them was, and two of them were at the house trying to dig up. Yeah, Davy, Davy, and Tommy, you know, the the greaser type kid, are the ones that stay behind and dig up the ground, while the other two, uh, Woody and uh, keeping Curtis, an eye on, on uh, 
what, what was his name? Uh, uh, Wayne. 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 So, Wayne. so they find no body, but then they decide to go check out the um, the the shed, and they get inside. And they don't they find picked, it. Well, they picked a lock first. They remember they, they um, the uh, uh, Judah's character uh, 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 eats picks the lock and shows him how to pick a lock. Yeah. Okay. Which, to open the to open the shed. Yeah. Right. Right. So then they look inside, and at first they don't find anything. But then mm-hmm. uh, Davy sees on the ground the shirt that the kid was wearing in Wayne's room. Right. And in the it wasn't he in the picture of Milk Carton too. That would be that, well, that would be too, oh yeah be, yeah that would yeah, be yeah, too yeah, spot yeah. nose right. He yeah, was wearing, no, he was yeah. wearing a vintage MT well now a vintage, a vintage MTV shirt. What's I get some blood on it. Yeah, and they also find um, canisters of a chemical called sodium hydroxide, mm-hmm. which is basically an acidic. Uh, uh, chemical that can be used to dissolve things, and of course, like a body, like a body, yeah. So, so now they have all this information, and what does Davy decide to do, Tim? I don't know. Oh, oh no, he takes a shirt, right? Yeah, and, and they, um, they, they, like, and, they leave. And the, I'm sorry, and the they, milk, the shirt, and the milk carton. Yeah, right. and don't they? They take this evidence to. His dad, right? Right. Or and the parents. Course, and I love it. The parents, when they hear this, they're immediately like disgusted by the fact that their son would be spying on their neighbor. <laughs> and then when doing, he tells a, them. Doing a little light beanie. <laughs> yeah. And, and then when they tell him, like, oh, we had to dig up the backyard, if dad even like flips out even more, like, what? Oh, you're going to go you... back there and clear, fix that right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And you're going to go back like... and apologize. I'm going to bring up a, a case of, or a six pack of beer. I'm going to make this right. <laughs> right, right. And so. He, uh, they do that and they go up to Wayne and they ask him all a bunch of questions, yeah. you know, like he says to him, like, 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 like says to him, I saw that kid in the, um, in the, um, in your, in your, in your room. And he goes, Oh, that was my nephew. Yes. Uh, yeah. Whatever, which is funny. Johnny, yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because didn't they mention that? Well, all his family live far away. Yeah, yeah, but didn't they? But didn't they mention? This is where it gets really weird, though, because mm-hmm. I can't remember for the life of me. Okay. Didn't they mention to Wayne that well, if he's your nephew, you know, why is his picture on the box? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because <laughs> they. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they ever. Yeah, I, I don't they know. They never mentioned that. They never mentioned that, that to him. That's, a, as that, far that's as actually remember. a really good question. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe they don't have the milk carton with him. No, but you would think that they would they would say that, right? Like, right, you know, right, right. But they, they, he they, saw him in this milk carton and thought right. it was your, you know, this yeah. kid. They 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 do bring him the shirt. And yeah, maybe, maybe there you know maybe there was a throwaway line like something like it was a no. I don't want to say that. Uh, uh, some sort of like oh, it was a a a, a family dispute where. No, no, that that that, that doesn't sound right. I don't. I, yeah, that's a very good question, Chris. I don't know what, why they didn't do that. Uh, bring that I, up. So I don't think they did. I don't recall them doing that yeah. because that would have totally have like blown the whole plan away. Right. Right. But you know, that's a very fucking good question. I, I'm gonna have to go back and like rewatch that those couple of scenes because I don't I don't really remember that. Yeah, but why so wouldn't then, he? Yeah, but then they mention the shirt and Wayne says, "Oh well, he." 
we were working on some stuff and he got the shirt dirty with paint and you know yes. I just took it and we threw it in the shed and that was it you know like Which, Wayne, if, you, Wayne, if you got paint on it why wouldn't you just put it in the washing machine you know why yeah, would yeah. You leave it in the shed well but the thing is is that Wayne has an explanation for everything mm-hmm. and Wayne's explanations are good enough for Davy's father mm-hmm. and you know because Davy's father wants it to be. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about it, too, is that the, the parents in this don't even for one second suspect that uh, Wayne might have anything to no, do with these because, killings. Because, because Wayne is an upstanding police officer. He's been a good neighbor. He's been a good friend. He's always helped out. They've always helped him out, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's uh, it was, to even to people nowadays, I want to say, for the most part, uh you know, that seems like a very how Wayne was acting seemed like a very normal way. And we, and you know, right. we're, not, we're, and we're not trained to really be cynical of our neighbors unless we don't get along with them. <laughs> That's true. But I mean, I, I it, it's it's just interesting how the 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 parents just dismiss everything. You know, almost we've sleight known, of hand. We've known Wayne for years since you were a baby. He's fine. There's nothing wrong with that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, so basically. Davy has to apologize, and, and he's you know. got to fix. And, and I think what they say was gophers or rabbits digged up his garden. The the, the 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 that was the excuse that gophers or rabbits dug up his garden. Yeah, yeah, something like that, you know. But it, but he's gonna, you know, basically try to make it up to him. So and then Wayne is, Wayne is laughing it off like, ah, kids will be kids. You know, I remember what. It was yeah, like. and that's what's interesting too. You, you'd think you'd think he'd be a little more upset by that, but he's right. like really he, laughing well, that off. Here's the thing: even even I, I consider myself and our neighbors to be kind of like pretty chill. But if you go and dig up somebody's garden because you think that he's been accused of being a, a serial killer and a, and a child child kidnapper, I'm like, I'm gonna be just a little bit more peeved. This guy's laughing off like, ah, kids will be kids. It's a summer thing. You're bored. I've been there when I was a kid. I'm like, dude almost seems too relaxed. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, though, too. The, the adults don't notice that. But, you know, you get the feeling that the kids kind of notice that, too. Like, well, why it's, is it's like, why is this guy like really just ha- he has an explanation for everything, doesn't he? <laughs> it's creepily cool how he's acting like. like yeah. It's like, like nothing can bother him. Like, ah, yeah. OK, it happens. What are you going to so, do? Right. And then, of course, you know, Davey's grounded and then, you know, he Davey's not able to talk to anybody. He does talk to Nikki about it. And, you know, she, she kind of gives in her two cents where she's like thinking, oh, my God, you're crazy thinking that it's him and everything like that. You know, I got to be honest. I kind of wish that. Editorially speaking, I kind of wish that the the romance aspect or the or the, the, the so called build to the romance aspect between between Davy and Nikki was actually later in the movie because if you think about it, when him and his, when Davy and his buddies are spying on Wayne, um, quite a bit. Even though you know you look at it and it's so obvious, you know, okay, yeah, he's buying dirt, he's buying tools and whatnot. It feels like kind of mundane and like you know like almost like nothing like okay well it doesn't really it proves maybe he's killing people but it doesn't really prove it so or he just has and, a really good green thumb <laughs> right right and it's not it's not overtly exciting to the story per se so i kind of wish that the whole like first and second half was like all focusing on trying to find out if wayne was the killer and then reaching up to the crescendo of where like it turns out you know, Wayne has an excuse for everything and then introduce the romantic aspect to sort of like move away from the 
from the um, you know serial killer aspect of it, and then bring it back up later again. Mm. I mean, that's just the way how I'm looking at it. I'm lo- I, I have that problem. I look at it almost like as an editor, <laughs> like it, yeah. because I, and I'm because, looking more like as of life. You know, things come and go, and out of your. It's not always like well, yeah, that's why, that's why I mean, like give the give the like when they find out that Wayne is not the killer, quote unquote, like give it some time to pass. Like okay. Mm-hmm. Back to having a good summer. Oh, I'm I'm having a crush with the girl next door. We're all being kids. You know, make it look as if, you know, like, okay, I guess maybe Davey should forget all about this and like just get on with his life and you know, okay, you're wrong. But 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 you know, I think it would have worked a lot more that way. And then eventually when you get to the the third act, all of a sudden, you know, that's when you reintroduce the whole thing when uh, because you know um I guess what I'm trying to say is it creates a decent distraction from it and then it will bring it right back to you. But anyways, you know, that that's my way of looking. That's my take of looking at it. But anyways, so one day after all that, Davey's at home, his parents are out, he's eating a sandwich or whatever. And then he gets a, the doorbell rings and surprise, surprise, it's Wayne. And he's all, friendly <laughs> uh, and he's all nice and chipper and everything and telling him, you know, Hey, I just want to make sure everything is cool. You know, but yeah, now, and, and Davey's under house arrest. He's grounded for almost the rest of the summer. <laughs> right, right. So then Davey says to him, well, you know, I I would like to. No, no. Wayne actually pushes oh, this. This is creepy says, as fuck, too. <laughs> yeah, he said Wayne pushes for this. He says, if you'd like, I can call my uh, my nephew up and have him talk to you. And, you know, just to prove that, you know, he's, you know, he's okay. He's, okay. he's at my place. And at first. You know, he's, he's Davey, back at his mom's in like New York or something like that. You know, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he, away. And Davey's kind of sort of like, eh, not sure. But then he finally does. He Get brings the, the phone. phone. He gets the phone. He brings it to him, and he and he dials the number. And of course, there's no answer. He says, "Yeah, I don't know what's going on. They should be answering. They should be home." Did he leave a message, or did he try to leave a message? He had a, no. He had, he had an excuse. He, he didn't leave a message at all. He uh, just was. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, he's like, oh, you know what? I bet you his his mom there. Uh, he's at he's at baseball practice with his mom. They're out. I forgot. It's like Tuesday. At, you know, from three to four. You know, it's no big thing. You know, and he gives the phone back to uh, Davy. Davy hangs it up, and he's like, you know, Davy, I can really talk to your folks to get you busted out of here. So if you you know really wanted to, you know, basically just trying to be like the cool guy like hey you know i understand it's kind of it kind of sucks you know that you're grounded and you can't leave the house but i could try to make that happen for you that was creepy as fuck too <laughs> yeah yeah and then when wayne leaves yes this is what i like about this oh, yeah so so davy grabs the phone he calls the operator and says hey can you give me the number of the last call that was made from this location mm-hmm. from this number and he gets it and he's writing it down and he notices it's the phone number for one of his friend's places. So yeah. so it turned out oh, Wayne. I thought, oh, I thought it was actually Wayne's house. I thought he was actually calling Wayne's house, his, his own oh, home. Oh, wait, you know what? Oh, because, you're right. He because he looks, he, he looks on that, that, that those erasable, uh, you know, those, those charts things. Like I think everyone had it back in the day. You had all your phone numbers written on it, uh, and, and it was on your fridge. Uh, my, I know my folks had it for like years. They had every single, like the doctors and the post office and whatever. And it was written in black, erasable marker. You could erase it with like a wet napkin. Right. And, yeah. and right there, she he was reading back the numbers and he was writing down the numbers. And it was the exact same number of Wayne's house. I, I believe that was Wayne's house. 
not not a friend's not house. Yeah, you know you're right. It was Wayne's house because because so nobody answered because nobody was home. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. It was Wayne. It was yeah. You're right. It was Wayne's. Uh, well, I guess you could say his dad's friend. But anyways, right. Uh, yeah, it was Wayne's number. So of course he goes back to his friends and tells them about it, and they're like, like "I got such a creepy thing." But at this point, nobody wants to hear about it. You know, they yeah, all got in but, trouble. But he's able to get them to do one last thing, and he said, right. "Listen," he basically tells them. That um, isn't there some big know, parade or big like like big like a uh, village or uh, yeah, it's, like, like it's celebration like village, village park celebration yeah. yeah and he tells them this is what we're gonna do while he's while Mackey while Wayne Mackey's gonna be over there uh, officiate he's gonna be like uh, slightly officiating the ceremony they're gonna break into Wayne's house and they're gonna use his dad's television camera because his dad works for the local tv station doing you know news reporting yeah video camera camera work yeah camera operating and they're going to use that and they're going to try to get footage of inside wayne's house to try to find have we have we gotten to the point where oh no before and before uh i'm sorry before mackie uh or or, or, mackie right uh yeah leaves the house he says i'm gonna find i'm gonna catch this sick fuck and we're gonna put him behind bars and that way you guys can feel safe again and you got my word on that blah 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 and then they said okay now davy's grounded from doing anything including the festival and that's okay with davy um even though he kind of puts up a little bit of a a fake fight about it yeah Um, but then then at this point they've already caught the killer or so to speak. Yeah. Or, they, so supposedly they caught the killer. It's so like, so it, was, it, was, it was it was like a day later before the festival started. Oh, and, and who caught the killer? Mackie. Yep, he caught him. You know, convenient. Course, <laughs> convenient that it would be him. Yeah. And so but, fast. <laughs> and so fast, but but Dave but but Davey doesn't believe it. And no. but now know, but um, but now all the kids do believe. They're like, okay, we got we, we got busted. Now Mackie, this the good cop, catches the bad guy. He's in jail. You know, you know, no more of your silly, silly conspiracy theories, Davey. We're done. Except he, we're gone. Yeah, except, but ex- for... ex- except, the, except he manages to convince them that, you know, hey, let, let's just let's just try it one more time just to right. see. Right. And one kid's already going to the festival. He's like, look, I'm not going to come back. I'm not going to go into this house. I'm going to the festival and enjoy it with my family. It would be weird if I didn't. I've been doing it all the time. Blah, blah, blah. He goes, good. I want you there. I want you to keep eyes on Mackie. Make sure he's at the at the festival for like the day, you know. And uh, while I think it's uh, – who's the big dude um, with the curly it's, hair? Uh, it, it, yeah, it's Dale Woody Woodworth. Yes. Okay. So Woody goes with Davey. And says, "Okay, well, I'm your friend. I'm, you know, I'm going to have your back. Let's do this together." And, oh, and uh, Nikki goes with them yes, too when they when yes. they finally get in when they get in the Wayne's house. All of a sudden, Nikki shows up and she's like, "I'm coming with you." <laughs> now it's a party of three. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, and I'm thinking to myself, "Wow, she really is so anxious to join them." <laughs> yes. So, but this is what happens though. So they break into, well. They're about to break into the house. Right, right, right. And, and it turns out uh, Faraday, who's at the park watching, tells tells them, you know, no, you're not going to break into the house because we pretty much found the answer. All the bags of dirt, all the shovels oh, yes. that uh, Wayne bought. It was for this officiation at the, the village uh, right. park. It was some sort of big, like, uh, 
tree planting ceremonies. Yeah, thing. yeah. Sort of like where you take the shovel and like, you know, you get to place the first dig, you know, that type of shit. Right. That type of shit. So that explained everything. Some agricultural like thing, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, it doesn't explain what uh, Wayne was doing with those chemicals that uh, they yeah. found. Anyways, but but nevertheless to his friends that are at the park, no, no, you're wrong, Davy. That's it. We're done. And they leave them by themselves at the house. They like actually turn the walkie-talkies off. Right. Well, that's so now not it's smart. Just, yeah, now now it's just Davy, uh, Woody, and, and Nikki, Nikki in the house. Yep, so yep, yep. Okay, so they venture down into the basement, um, and they come across the dark room, and there's pictures in there of like what was it like? There was like pictures of various people, various yeah, yeah. families and kids, and just you know very odd things. Like he's taking uh, in the dark room, he's got like, things developing of families and children. Uh, th- right, and then and then he they find that one room that's padlocked. Well, before, they, yeah, you're gone. Uh huh. No, and then they open it up and they go inside there. And then all of a sudden, they find themselves in a room that looks like a child's room. Right, and, and they surmise that it's. Maybe it's Wayne's like recreation of his own room yes, when he because, was a kid. Yeah, because it's like way to go, Slugger, and then you know first baseball, tro- you know some trophies and some birthday cards and you know knickknacks and toys and, and you know like betting of the from the fifties when when Mackie would have been a, a child. Um, and yeah, uh, and then they, they 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 turn the corner and then there or they open a door and there's this tub or you know industrial tub or bathtub with this body soaking in the shit yep and that's the big reveal so it turns out yes Mackie is the killer or at least he is a killer uh they they, they find the body in they find a body halfway dissolved in the bathtub and then right. of course and, they and don't they rescue that one kid though he and he wasn't yes there was a kid in there there was a kid yeah. that was kidnapped earlier on in the movie some like jogger that uh you know what gets attacked yeah, went missing. So they kidnapped this kid. I mean, they 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 freed this kid that that Wayne kidnapped. Right. But also, when they leave that room and they go back up into the to to the to the top floor of the house, Davy sees the pictures on the wall. Right. And finally realizes that, you know, those are all like the families of the kid of, of the teens that he has kidnapped and killed. Right. And there's a picture of him. Him, Davy, and, and his parents on the wall, right. which is which is a nice reveal. But at the same time, what if one day, um, you know, uh, Davy's father wants to come inside the house and have a beer? You yeah. know, like what's he gonna do? Hide that picture? <laughs> I'm sure he'll probably take it off the wall. But or or it's it's not even that planned. Like he would if for someone to come into his house, one of those guys, he's one of those guys that goes that they would hide that shit immediately or hide that part of it um but you know and here's the thing now we they they see and, the, and mostly it's a lot of the kids of the uh the teenagers you know davy and and uh, and um and and wally what what well not wally, what is it wally no it was woody 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 davy woody and nikki you see their reactions of of the traumatic things that they see and then the, you jump cut to uh them bring this evidence to the police department watching it on on the video in the conference room yeah like early found footage <laughs> yeah yeah I, and, and they're like oh my god you're incredibly brave 
let's put an APB out on on this shit. Yeah, I know. I love how when I say and I'm not saying like it was terrible or anything. I just love how when they show it to the chief of police, he just has that look on his face. Let's bring this fucker in now. (laughs) Yeah, like holy shit, we are not. We are not letting this sit. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I mean, yeah, these kids did a little bit B and E, but you know what? Here's the evidence right here on yeah. display. There's, so, there's a dead body and another kid that just freed from, you know, possible death. Um, and then, and you know what this reminded me of, though? Another big I told you fucking so, just like we watched in The Watcher from last month. <laughs> it's like... See, I told you so. I'm not fucking crazy, you know. Remember yeah. with the with the, uh, the woman in the apartment, you know, and her right, husband right, didn't believe right, that right. The, the, that there was a killer on the loose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Although he, this movie didn't quite reach the crescendo that that one did. <laughs> no, but the, but I'm like, imagine how much crow as a dad you'd have to eat. I'm like, fuck, you were so goddamn wrong about everything. Yeah, and, but and, and, you know, and to, and to the kid, to the kid's credit, he didn't get, he didn't rub it in his dad's face. I mean, and you well, really shouldn't. But, but also to the dad's credit, you know, he. He, you know, you can tell yeah, just by the look it. on his face, like, he holy shit, you, yeah. I was wrong, kid. You, I'm so sorry that ever face. happened. Yes, you know, like, you had you been... said, yeah, had you said something about that carton of milk that we didn't mention, maybe we would have caught <laughs> this guy sooner. <laughs> yes. Oh, so we, so they get back from the police department, uh, and big guy doesn't want to go home. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, Woody doesn't want to go home, so he's going to stay there with, uh, with stay there with Davy, and also. The cops have it, not caught Wayne because Wayne is now mysteriously disappeared. He's, he's, he's on the loose, but they're hunting for him. But now, where's Eats at? Is Eats Eats isn't uh, at the house? He's he's somewhere else, right? Yeah, no. Tommy Eats Eaton and Curtis Faraday, the two friends that were supposed to be on watch, that eventually just like turned their walkie-talkies off and went yeah. home. You know, they're not there. They pretty much don't hear anything about it yeah. at all. Right. But but nevertheless. Davy and uh, Woody are thinking everything is fine, right. but of course, if you know the rules of horror movies like this, mm-hmm. not as not not all is not well. Right. <laughs> because Tim, where was Wayne hiding the entire time? He didn't. Wayne didn't run far. He went next door and was hiding in the attic until everybody went to sleep. Yes, he was hiding in the attic of Davy's parents' house. No one, no one knew that he was up there. <laughs> and then, then you see the little, the little ladder come down. Uh, I know. From the, yeah. From, from the from the attic, I'm like, when I first first watched this, we were like, tell me the fuck he's dead. The killer's not going to come out of the goddamn attic. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, he did. And yeah. I chuckled when I saw that because I was like, "Oh my god, get, um, wait a minute!" <laughs> for me, he had to be incredibly quiet up there to not right. get and up there for hours, hours. And uh, you know, and while I, I, for for a horror movie, anything is possible, but for this, it just kind of felt out of place because I felt like, in my opinion, that the killer nine times out of ten. You know, the killer's going to, or almost 10 out of 10 times, the killer's not going to stick around. He's going to want to get the fuck far away from everybody and just try, try to put as much distance between the town and, and the, the crime and the cops as possible. Not stick around to, to, to get revenge at this point. But Well, but also, you know, this would be the, like the opportunity for his character to make a lot of mistakes. I mean, and also, as I, as I remember, I'm sorry to, uh, re, to go further back to the beginning of the movie, but, um, there was a moment in the, in the, in the beginning of the movie where the newspapers received a anonymous letter from the killer saying that they would never be able to catch him. 
So, okay, and of course, okay, okay, and of course, you know, why would he do that? And there's the idea that, well, serial killers, if they uh, do their do their job of killing people so well that eventually they get bored with it and they decide to they want to, they kind of sort of want to get caught or they kind of sort of want people to know what the, who they are and what they're doing because they want the attention. Yeah, they want the attention, but that but that ends up being a flaw in a lot of ways because it's like, well, you know, you just you're just making it now slightly easier for somebody to try to. Catch I, I, you. I, I suppose. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I I get that. I suppose, but yeah. So. So anyway, he they sneak down, and this is really funny because I'm like he kidnaps both Davy and 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 uh, and Woody. Woody, but now, you know, even if you drug them, you're gonna sneak these two big kids out of the house, and you know, Woody's actually much much bigger than Davy. Yeah, I'm like, how how, how do you get the kids out of the house drugged or, or passed out? Out out of like probably a second story bedroom into the car and then drive them to a to the a secondary location. I, anyway, they 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 wake up uh, a few hours later. I would assume. Uh, yeah, in some abandoned car out in the woods. Yes, I think. and um, then you know it's not now it's a little cat and mouse between uh, between the officer friendly and and the, and the two kids. What happens next? They they break out of the car. They well, they break out. Of... No, go on. No, they 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 break out of the car. They make a run for it, um, and then they happen to fall into this one muddy area and it turns out that there's a bunch of like half dissolved bodies laying out there with that almost yeah like a little island or something like in the middle of a lake or something right yeah 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 but there's like a bunch of like bodies leftover bodies that have been dissolved by that chemical substance but you know it's his dumping ground yeah which is funny because it makes you wonder well you know it's out in the woods i'm sure there are some people that do hike out there i'm certain somebody would have found that <laughs> eventually eventually yeah i mean it just it it seemed like they added that in there to sort of get some closure about where the bodies were hidden at but or i would the, have been or the, or the 13 14 kids that went missing yet <laughs> yeah but i would have been satisfied if we never really knew because you know if you're if you're dissolving bodies and hiding them somewhere it could be anywhere so you know who, yeah yeah so I, I i would have been a little more i would have been i would have been a little more happier if we didn't stumble upon that because like i said it's out in the middle of the woods Somebody would have found that out there at some point. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. Some hunters, yeah. some some people hiking. Somebody, yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah. yes. So then, uh, Davy says to to Woody, "I'm going to go ahead and distract them. You're going to try to go over and, and get into a, a, a Wayne's car and try to get help." So that's what um, Davy does, and Woody tries to go towards Wayne's car, but then he, Wayne attacks him, and then sadly I, yeah. I i thought this was like really yeah. i thought this was actually like a little too mean-spirited even for this movie yeah. is that is that poor woody gets his throat cut open by uh wayne yes it's I, so I, sad. I, I felt the same way i'm like man i mean i know this, we're dealing with a serious subject here and we're dealing with like a kidnapper and a serial murderer but i'm like man that was like you said it seemed a little darker than the rest of the the rest of the first you know eighty minutes or seventy five minutes when we're at you know yeah yeah but at any rate so then uh, Davy makes it to the car and finds Woody dead and then of course Mackie attacks him and and this is the part of the movie that I kind of thought was an interesting finale but I was I was also kind of disappointed in it because you know I I think this is the part where it, it needed more closure to it 
is he pretty much tells Davy that he's not going to kill him. At least now he's not going to kill him. But what he's going to do is he's going to go off and leave Davy all by himself. Mm-hmm. And he wants Davy to constantly look over his shoulder because sometime in the future, he's going to come back and he's going to try to kill Davy. And you know, his family. Or, or, and, all and his family and everybody else that he knows. And then Wayne goes off and no one ever sees him again. He's pretty much disappeared. Yes. And it's a very interesting ending. I, I think th- it is kind of creepy, but at the same time, I was just like, uh, if you're going to go down that road, I, I kind of wanted a more of a conclusion to that. Like I, I would have liked to have seen like a 20 years later and, you know, Davey's all grown up and he's like kind of sort of forgotten about all that. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I don't know how, and, how you could forget about that, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I and have like you know like this big finale where like Davy has to confront it all over again, and I could see him trying to do that or doing something with that idea, but <laughs> it's just very inconclusive. Where Davy is basically just going to be left to his own devices, and as Wayne says to him, you're going to be constantly looking over your shoulder, wondering where I'm going to strike next and where I'm going to get you and your family. I mean, that's that's really 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 creepy. Yeah, <laughs> to be told that you know no matter where you go. No matter who you'll be with, no matter what year it will be in the future, I will find I, you. <laughs> I will find you. I mean, that is like really, like holy shit. Yeah, that, that, that's a ma- <laughs> that, that's a major mind fuck. <laughs> oh yeah. So of course Wayne disappears and the and and nobody finds him. Nobody finds him at all. Actually, it would have probably been great if like Wayne got away and then years later he was like living in Mexico or whatever it was, and then somebody kills him. <laughs> but but not kills him because they know who he is. Like kills him like he's at a store and there's a robbery and somebody shoots him in the head or something like that. She's oh, very stand by <laughs> me there, Chris. <laughs> but I mean, like again, it would create some closure to the concept. I mean, yeah. You know. But anyway, so now Davy is like back home. He's recovered from his from the whole ordeal. But you know, he's now got this monkey on his back where it's like, well. Who, is Wayne still out there? Is he going to come and get me? Is, yeah, when he, is that going to be? It's, right. it's, he's, you know. he's back to riding his BMX bike and delivering newspapers. And right. You know. And of course we see, um, Tommy and Curtis tearing down the, um, the clubhouse, I guess, apparently the father got his way. They're going to tear down the clubhouse. And then of course, Nikki is moving and going off to college. Right. And so now everything is, you know, I mean, and of course the death of, um, Woody is sort of like, I guess you can say it's remembered by them, but at the same time, sort of forgotten, you know, just another, no, they're, they're trying to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Just moving on. Another soul, another soul that used to be there with them is now gone. And then of course, um, Davey sums it up. Yeah, it's true. You just don't know how fucked up people are in your neighborhood. Right. And that's the end of the movie. It's always <laughs> so, the quiet sum- ones. <laughs> yep. Summer of 84. Well, right. if you think about it, uh, Wayne wasn't very quiet. He was very chipper. <laughs> yeah, see, he, he was he was almost too happy. <laughs> yeah, that should have been a dead giveaway. That yes. should have been like nobody's that happy. <laughs> it's like, dude, you are a cop. Clearly, you have to like you know, uh, you know, thwart uh, robbers and criminals and rapists and that. Unless you are one, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know that's interesting too because he knows he is one. He knows he's a criminal. He knows he's a murderer. And you know what's funny about that too. We never find out exactly why he's killing teenage boys. 
No. Exactly. Would there be a like, re- any like, good explanation? <laughs> well, no. I mean, like, the I, I'm not saying it's really a part- important to the plot, but it's mm. like he's kidnapping these teenage boys. Like, what is he like? I don't. I mean, for lack of a better word, obviously, is he molesting them and then killing them, or yeah, is he just was like, it just like, boys? I think it was just kids in general, right? I mean, well, yeah, it was. It was yeah. Well, I mean, it was yeah, kids in general. But yeah, you're right, it's kids in general. But I mean, like, what? Why? Why does he want to do that? What? What, yeah. what is it about these? What is it about the the, the teenage kids that uh, you know make him want to kill them? What, what's 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 the motivation? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, maybe he had a lonely childhood growing up, and you know he. Uh, desperate, desperate to make friends, and somehow, some way, subconsciously, he snapped, and now that's what he wants to do. But there was a scene early on where he's sitting on his front lawn. The kids are playing football or something that in the street or in the or on the, on the on the front lawn or whatever it is, and he's there out there with a cooler and he's drinking a beer and and he offers the kids a bunch of freezy pops, you know, and like so yeah. so just more uh, uh, entrenching himself in that he's a good guy in the neighborhood and that oh you you can you don't have to worry about Mackie Mackie's great he's comes to all the barbecues you know he's always uh you know always there when he needs him he needs when he needs something he's uh, he's just a great guy basically yeah. give, living up to that lore. Um, but yeah, Chris, I do believe we've reached the conclusion of our discussion of Summer 84. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like before I get into our little fun facts? No, I think that's, I mean, I'm, I'm certain you are in agreement with me when I say I will give this a, um, uh, a thumbs up. You know, I do recommend it. It is pretty good. It's worth checking out. So I'm, I'm are you, do you feel the same way, Tim? I do. I, I, I definitely give this a thumbs up. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So here, without further ado, here are seven little fun facts. All right. Number one. Uh, at one point, Mackie mentions to Davey that he has a couple of walkie-talkies retired from the police force that he can borrow, saying that they pick up everything, which implies Mackie could have been listening in on the boys' conversations. If you remember that. Ah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Number two, in Mackie's secret lockup is a Volkswagen Beetle, the same make of a car owned by the serial killer Ted Bundy. Oh, yeah. oh so he was taking some lessons there. Yeah. Well, when was Ted Bundy, though? I'm that was to probably 70s, late 60s, early 70s. No, I thought it was more Bundy? like... When he I killed all the nurses? Like... Oh, no, no, that was Richard Speck. Okay, so when, when, when was, what did Ted Bundy do? I'm, no, Ted Bundy I, was doing that whole. Um, he was living in some apartment, I believe, and he was. He was just kill. He was killing like younger guys and like putting their. I'm trying to. I, I forget the exact details. Sorry, but, sorry, dear listeners. We we don't know. We're not up on all our serial killers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, but 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 the one you're thinking of, the one that killed the nurses, that was Richard Speck. That okay. was in the sixties. Okay. And I believe that was in the state of Illinois, I believe. So Okay, okay. But but, but yeah, but anyways, yeah. So he, but nevertheless, the same car that Ted Bundy drove. <laughs> right. Oh no, or, or was it Ted Bundy? Was it the same guy that his car would break down and he'd pretend like he'd have like a broken arm or something like that? That is that or was that Richard Speck again? No, Richard uh, Speck murdered a nurse. I don't, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I don't think that was Richard Speck, man. I'm, I'm, well, yeah, I'm, I'm getting my my uh, my serial killers confused. And, yeah, I know it's amazing. We can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not experts on this okay uh number three yeah, go listen to some true crime podcast yes and, and then write to us and tell us how wrong we are please <laughs> yeah, that's okay 
and that's okay. That's <laughs> not a, that's not our, our that's not our, our forte. Our, it's it, not it our just, forte. It it shows we should we it shows the importance of what our podcast is about. We should just stick with what we know, <laughs> which is reviewing the movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, n- number three. When Eats, Faraday, and Woody are about to enter Sam Hoffman's house, you can hear Woody say, I have a bad feeling about this, which is a Star Wars reference uh, at the 43 minute and 29 second minute mark of the movie, um, which Han Solo says. Uh, Number four, Woody is scared of getting into trouble for stealing his mom's car to tail Mackie. Eats tells Woody that it'll be fine because he looks 30. <laughs> that comment may have been a jab at Caleb Emery, who was 25 at the time when the other three boys were closer to their characters' ages. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number five. Faraday wears very similar, if not the same make, of avat- uh, aviator glasses worn by the serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. So there's another little... There's another killer that we don't know much about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, and I should because they have that new Dahmer series on Netflix, which I should oh my watch. God, so many, so many series about serial killers. Do we really need to know all about them? We just know that they did horrible shit. Yes. <laughs> uh, number six. One of the photos of the missing boys shown is that of a victim of John Wayne Gacy, the, hmm. kill, the killer clown. Uh, yeah, from I believe also Illinois or Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had all those kids buried in his like crawl space and shit. Creepy, oh my god! Creepy, sick asshole. Jesus yeah, Christ! Jesus! Burn in hell, dickhead! <laughs> uh, and finally, number seven, "Cruel Summer" by Banana Rama plays while they are riding their BMX bikes exactly the same position in the Karate Kid with Daniel Larusso riding his BMX bike to the same track. A cool nod, considering it was released in the summer of '84. <laughs> so with that, Christopher. It's time to mount up and ride to the mailroom segment. Oh, we have mail? You'll see. Oh, my God. Christopher, on our various social media accounts, I asked the fine people that follow us there on the interwebs what their thoughts and feelings were on the summer of 84. Here are some of their reactions. Number one, Patrick McFly says, great movie with an awesome ending. Yeah, we can make it. Uh, Christopher Baz, love the soundtrack. I remember liking it, knowing that it won't that I won't add to my rewatch list for me, even though it was under two hours, it felt like a long movie. I did really like the story build too, but it used up a majority of the runtime to get there. And the payoff only lasted a couple of minutes, a couple of minutes, three out of five stars worth a watch, especially if you're a fan of the genre and a fan of the eighties nostalgia. Well, we, we are Chris. (laughs) Thank you. And finally, we have a gentleman that goes by nowhere, man, 27. I like it. It was pretty good, but the runtime was a little long for the movie as a whole. Felt like it could have been had the same impact in shorter scenes. 
Uh, and now, Christopher, I'm oh, sorry, go on. Did you have something to say about this real quick? Well, I was going to say, you know, everybody, most of everybody talk about how long it is. You know, the average running time for a movie nowadays is like 140 minutes. This was like, I think, 120. Yeah, it, was <laughs> so, just, I mean, it, it was roughly, yeah, I want to say just shy of two hours or just over so, I two mean, hours. That, so, I mean, that's short compared to that. Shorter than Oppenheimer that I apparently is playing. Oh, yeah. I've heard really good things about it, but it's like over three hours long. And I'm like, I know, yeah. So, if, if you think Summer of 80, four is long <laughs> yeah yep that is very very true so i do i do agree that it seemed it seemed a little drawn out but i wouldn't say that i was like completely i was never bored uh yeah. and i didn't really feel that the the two hours um I, like i said we've and i've watched lord of the rings i've watched uh you know the star wars movies i've watched hell gone with the wind is forever you know i mean <laughs> forever long um so you know but i i get what they're coming from because a, a, horror films are usually you're in and out in 90 minutes you're yeah, in and out yeah. in an hour and a half so anything over an hour and a half for a horror movie is it, it, you're, you're you're pushing it a little um but I, I again i don't really i think this is more of a mystery with horror elements than let's say a straight up slasher movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Actually. It's not, it's yeah. It's not a slasher movie per se. It, yeah, it has the, it has the feel of it, but you yes. know, I mean, there, there are uh, honestly hor uh, horrific elements with it. Um, especially the last couple of minutes or the last, you know, five minutes. Um, but yeah, I would consider more of a, a thriller mystery, um, with horror elements. Yes. Now, Christopher, you'll be very happy to know, that we have an actual email in a mail room. Oh, awesome. Yes. This one is entitled, Mikey Likes It. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, all right. Let's go with it. Hey, guys. Just found you guys on the iHeartRadio app. Really funny stuff. I really enjoyed a lot of your episodes. I work overnights in a warehouse. I can usually listen to about two episodes a shift. My favorites have been your horror comedy episodes and your Thanksgiving specials are great, too. Uh, and how you guys cover mainstream stuff and obscure films. Good job, fellas, and take care, Mike. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank so, you, Mike. Yes, thank you, Mike, for for sharing your 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 uh, your, your lovely thoughts and opinions on our show. We and really pass do... this and pass this show over to your friends, please. <laughs> yes, like a nice pack of cigarettes, or you know. Uh... <laughs> oh, so thank you, Mike. I we appreciate you, and guys, remember, you could always reach us on the uh, through our. Um, email address or through our Facebook or our various social media accounts where we post almost daily. Um, so with that, we will now tell you what to expect from our upcoming episodes. Our concluding chapter of our summer series. We'll be taking a road trip in our next hour. It's a joyride until you break down in that road trip episode. We will cover joyride and breakdown. Duh. Wouldn't it be hilarious if I said wrong turn franchise? <laughs> No, it wouldn't be. <laughs> Please don't. Like, Fuck no, asshole. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you did that episode, that's going to be that episode and the Resident Evil episode where you're going to be on your own. Total all solo. by myself. Total solo, dude. Don't want to be all by myself anymore. I mean, if you will, I'll sit with you and just listen to you, but I won't interject. <laughs> oh, fun. So I'll be me talking to an empty chair or a paper bag. <laughs> well, not really. I will be there. You just have. I just won't interject. You'll just be like, Chris. What do you think? And it's going to be me, just my arms folded, going. I don't know. I'm old. <laughs> no. Well, I won't even say. You'll just hear me go. <sighs> just a lot of exhales <laughs> <Yeah>. and sighing. <laughs> like, On your own, buddy. <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> I 
I cannot help you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Christopher, is there anything you'd like to add before we bounce out of here? No, I think we've said all we could about our, these two movies and what we're going to be reviewing next. <laughs> all right. Okay, so for Chris Kenny, I'm Tim Kaza. Thanks for listening this month. Until we chat again, good night, everyone. And you too, Mike. Take care, guys. Good night, uh, good night everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to THSP Season 9.